Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of The Sea Report, coming to you live on this Thursday, November 4th, 2021. I am your host, Mr. C, and I hope everyone is having a great Thursday evening. We've got quite the show ahead of us for us for you guys, and it's great to be back in action. It was glad I was glad to hang out with a lot of you all. And that would have been uh, yesterday uh, evening for the uh, Cary Lake Election Integrity Rally to honor to honor the volunteers of the Maricopa County Arizona 2020 Presidential Election Forensic Audit. It was a fun event. It was nice to be a little bit casual. For those of you who are not aware of what I'm talking about, well, that was yesterday. And uh, we'll move along, ladies and gentlemen. But no, it was a fun event. It was great to hang out and such. But, um, well, we're back and we're at it again today with another election integrity episode. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about some uh, things going around the good old United States of America. Before we jump into it, I would just like to let you guys know we are live on the foxhole.app, on pill.net, on twitch.tv, on clouthub, on trovo, on dlive. And we're making a special appearance tonight over at YouTube. Oh, that's right. We are being ever tenacious as always. We're probably going to turn off the YouTube side, though, uh, just as soon as we get past this intro. Because we all know that YouTube's a little bit sensitive about election integrity. Hopefully, uh, my saying the words election and integrity in the same sentence won't, uh, you know, uh, tee them off too much. But uh, what else can we say? I mean, I'm taking all the proper precautions. We're trying to diversify here at the Sea Report because, as you know, uh, diversification uh, is important according to, uh, I don't know, according to snowflakes. But uh, no, it's just to uh, help the show grow, help us expand just a little bit, help us get out there uh, a little bit more. We could definitely do that with your help. If you enjoy what we do here at the Sea Report, then uh, please share the links, tell your friends all about it. Check us out over at thecereport.com. That always goes to help spread that website around or make sure you get a hold of us over at our podcast, anchor.fm slash the C report. Now, uh, yeah, that's that's the podcast platform. You put your earbuds in and you just listen all day long. And actually, actually over on the podcast side, uh, you can get a hold of every episode we've ever done going all the way back to February 2021. Now, who wants to listen to old news, right? Some of us do. <laughs> or if you just like the sound of my voice, the cut of my jibe, the lift of my laugh. Well, well, there you have it. All the way back to February 2021. We'll let you know what's going on here. Um, let's see, what, what are tonight's topics? Because, you know, we, since I, I changed up the screen here, we don't get, we don't quite get the, uh, you know, we don't quite get the menu panel that I used to put up. This one's from back on October 29th. What were we talking about, about on October 29th? It appears we were talking about, uh, catching up with President Trump. Can I say cyber ninjas? Will, will YouTube cut you off for cyber ninjas? I'm not sure. Uh, but either way, we were talking about that. Uh, we were talking about a caravan a coming, 
And uh, we had an interview with Trump. But since that's gone, what is on the menu for tonight? What are we talking about? Uh, We'll be talking about the 2021 red wave that uh, crash landed onto the shores of America just two days ago during the uh, election cycle. Uh, We had a lot of stuff. We had a lot of uh, we had a lot of wins that night. Least of all speaking, New Jersey, uh, but we'll, we'll get into New Jersey in just a little bit. In fact, New Jersey 2021 fraud. Okay. Now I'm hoping if I don't say election and that word in the same sentence or voting or voter, they'll probably just get me for using the words election and voting though. Honestly, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep a tap on that tonight because uh, the YouTube won't be up for much longer. We'll be pulling that in a minute because I, there ain't no way I'm not going to be able to say election and fraud in the same sentence. Uh, resist that for the rest of the show. That's for dang sure. Uh, we're also going to take a look at the state of Utah today. I think this is the first time we've done an official Utah story. But it appears that we had an elected representative over in Utah who is calling for election integrity and uh, an Arizona-style audit. And that representative has now been forced to resign. Now, I won't say that he's been forced due to state legislature, but, uh, well, he'll tell you himself in a statement that uh, he's been threatened uh, so much that he's having to resign. And then finally, as we get into a little bit more of the election fraud happening around the country, We're going to dig back into Wisconsin, guys, because uh, Wisconsin, as we may have known, has had a lot of fraud happen during the 2020 elections. And now it seems, ladies and gentlemen, now it seems that uh, someone's doing something about it. So that is a great thing happening. Uh, If you're over there live with us on Twitch, I just got a notification that we got shut down but it looks like it should be back up. So if you are over there at Twitch, I do apologize. It's probably just going to cut the stream and there will be two streams for tonight. We'll have the uh, short one that uh, is probably going to be what? Seven minutes, six minutes long. Yeah, we'll we'll have, we'll have cut streams over there at Twitch. Uh, It looks like we're still running live on ScrewTube. Okay, guys. So before we jump into today's episode, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm going to say hello to our friends over at the foxhole.app and pill.net. Wisconsin and on. We're talking about your state tonight, buddy. Let me tell you what all of the uh, all of the things going on over there in Wisconsin. Oh, man. Deep Patriot 1776. We're going to be talking about your state tonight, sweetie. As we jump into a fraud that is going on in in New Jersey right now as we speak. And, uh, you know, um, what was it? Uh, It it was pretty obvious. I think it was shared with me yesterday uh, that a video on the Gateway Pundit that was uh, created by Brad CGZ. Right. Everyone knows Brad, you know, and I actually actually in regards to Brad, (laughs) I failed to mention, I actually got to meet him over in Las Vegas during the, uh, during the Forgotten Country Patriot Double Down. Um, it was on Friday night. Um, you'll have to ask, uh, (laughs) 
WC Crane Pop. Why well, I might not have remembered that. Thank you for all the Jameson, my friend. He was a very nice guy. <laughs> it was a brief meeting. I met him briefly. Very, very nice dude. And congrats to him on getting uh, one of his stories over at the Gateway Pundit uh, video. That he, well, We're actually going to watch that tonight. That's just one evidence of fraud in New Jersey, guys. One evidence of fraud, what uh, Brad put together for us to check out. We got like a few other things that are now hitting the market. Uh, so great to see you in the audience, Depatriot. Tam Growl, hello, Angel. How you doing tonight? Blue Rinse at Blue Rinse. Uh, good evening. Glad to hear your chat is working. Hello, Tombstone. How you doing today? And uh, yeah, yeah. I hope I hope that uh, woke Victoria Millie and uh, bearded Michael Obama don't distract you guys too much tonight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a little. It's for a little levity. All right, guys, for those of you hanging out over at the podcast side, you've got to check out the live stream sometime if you don't already. Uh, we do some fun things here. And uh, if if the, the I don't know, just you got to check it out sometime. OK, you can check it out sometime. Uh, let's see here. Don S. Good evening. It's good to see you again, Don S. Hola, Chica. Ohio Kimmy is in the house. Thank you for gifting the cookies. And uh, she says, let's make elections great again. You know, I feel like that's where we're at right now, y'all. I feel like elections are on the uprise. I feel like maybe, uh, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, when you thought about elections, people were like, oh, nerd, nerd. Who cares about elections but nerds, right? Okay, so uh, I think they're kind of sexy now, if you ask me. I think elections are very sexy. I mean, oh, oh, election judge. Oh, precinct worker. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let me get off that tangent because then uh, ScrewTube's going to kick me off for being too sexual. And we don't want that right. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, no. <laughs> if you don't see it, folks, you just don't see it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Dpatriot1776, thank you for gifting the cookie. Skeeter Burke, sleeping and lurking well. I hope you have pleasant dreams. May my voice invoke the most beautiful and pleasant dreams that you've ever had. Uh, Aurelius Locke, the red whip. Oh, this ain't no red wave. It's a red whip. <laughs> I love it. That's right. And it's just the beginning. More lashings. More lashings for these, uh, these woke, progressive, Democrat, left-leaning, liberal people. Uh, yes, Dpatriot1776, I concur. New Jersey is completely stolen. Completely stolen. And they'll probably knock me off YouTube for saying that. But it's true. We'll take a look at it. And it, it might it might be just what we need, guys. It might be just what we need. Uh, couple that with what's going on in Wisconsin. And couple that with what's coming up in Georgia. Now, guys, there's just so much election integrity news coming up right now. We're not going to get to Georgia tonight, but there are some developments in Georgia. I promise you we will get to them shortly, but not tonight. Uh, Dpatriot1776 says, ironic that Chatterelli has to cry foul after a year of saying Brandon won legitimately. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? A little too ironic, but yeah, I really do think. <laughs> Sorry. Some of you guys might get that reference, particularly if you're a child of the 90s. Uh, but anyways. 
Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know what you're trying to say there at 741 Aurelius Locke about elections and voting. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's what I could say. Is that what you're saying? We're going to say in erection 2021, with all the erection fraud that was going on, the boating. <laughs> Where did you come up with that one, sir? I can't. This is this is supposed to be a family show. I can't say that. <laughs> that is funny. OK, <laughs> sounds like uh, someone needs a blue pill. <laughs> you know what I mean, gentlemen, don't you? Uh, nothing worse than a fraudulent erection. Tell that to the receiver, Wisconsin and on. Anyway, <laughs> whoa, Mr. C's going a little out of bounds today. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's you guys. Positive Vibe 72. Welcome into the uh, chat. Good to see you, Positive Vibe 72. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? Ooh, Positive Vibe 72 says, I got a screenshot of the fraud flip in Burlington County, New Jersey, uh, it flips between 96% count and 98% count in the middle of the night. You see, guys, this is what I'm talking about. This is what they don't realize. This is what they're not paying attention to. They're not paying attention to the fact that we are paying attention now. Like, uh, cameras are out, eyes are open, uh, you know, uh, as, as, as well as our, our minds, and everyone is paying attention. Now, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but perhaps that's what Virginia was all about. Perhaps they let us take Virginia to distract us from New Jersey. But uh, there, was a very, uh, there was a very astute and well-pointed um, headline that I read somewhere. It might have been at the Gateway Pundit. And the Gateway, I think it said something to the effect of uh, there were only like two huge GOP races, or I should say two huge like election uh, races in 2021. Of course, that would be for the governor of New Jersey and the governor of uh, Virginia. And the GOP only had to focus on saving two races, not 50, okay? And they still failed in New Jersey, which uh, kind of gives you a little bit of an idea about where the state of New Jersey might be, not in regards to the people, not in regards to the citizens or the constituents, but definitely the elected leadership of that state. Man, that is some terrible stuff. Well, thanks, Positive Vibe 72 for that uh, heads up. Uh, you know, Positive Vibes, it might be frustrating. It is definitely crazy, but we can't get frustrated, guys, because we don't think clearly when we're frustrated, or at least I don't think clearly when I'm frustrated, okay? Like, I know when I'm frustrated, I am my mental faculties and capacity is just not what it should be. We have to stay clear-minded because this should have been expected. Now, if you expect someone to steal a vote... Why get uh, fresh? And, and I get it. It's just human. I'm not I'm not picking on you. Positive vibe 72. But if we know it's going to happen, we shouldn't get it. We shouldn't get, you know, we shouldn't get down, frustrated. We can get angry. I think uh, I think a little bit of righteous indignation goes there, you know, goes there to support our cause. But but we have to we have to be ready to rebound it. In fact, we should be expecting them to do this. So all our eyes are open. Everyone's watching. Like you said, you caught uh, you caught screenshots of that flip. You caught screenshots of that flip. Positive vibe seventy two because you knew it was going to happen. And that's good. 
that you have the evidence right there that something was untoward in New Jersey. Now compound that with all of the other evidence we'll be talking about tonight. And I don't think Murphy will sit, but uh, you guys know me. I am an everlasting uh, optimist. So uh, I'd rather push the positive vibes, guys. I'd rather push the positive vibes. And then DPatriot1776 does ask a really good question. Did you see the Project Veritas video? Now, Project Veritas has uh, dropped several bombs on the New Jersey uh, (laughs) Democrat uh, um, side of the election. Uh, this year. They would drop bombs on anyone. I say Democrat, but they would drop bombs on anyone who's doing anything, anything that was, sorry, that was doing anything uh, um, um, unconstitutional, unpatriotic, or dishonest, right? But uh, yeah, the latest Veritas video were not, maybe we'll queue it up. I didn't have it in tonight's uh, show uh, outline, but maybe we could queue it up where we have evidence of um, uh, people working in the election campaigns that are are signing up illegal voters. This is brand new as of like today or yesterday. Brand new. That's another another evidence of election fraud in, um, I should say, uh, erection fraud. <laughs> I can't say it, guys. Election fraud. We'll just We'll just take the hit on YouTube. It's okay. If I'm willing to take the hit on YouTube, should we just stream the entire episode? Hmm. We'll think about it. All right. And uh, yes, I saw that swollen remark. Uh, New Jersey was swollen (laughs) with a fraudulent... (laughs) I can't. Okay. Uh, Curious Cat, good evening. How are you doing today? Says, what a day. I hope you're having a good day, Um, at least least, uh, physically and in spirit. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, before we jump into it, uh, yes, we'll talk about Essex County tonight, Depatriot. Uh, but it's it's Essex County, but not dealing with uh, what Project Veritas had to share. Interesting enough. Uh, something else going on with Essex County that we'll talk about tonight. It's a Chinese accent. Oh, okay. But now I'll be... But, uh, Don S. Yeah, no. <laughs> You know, if I'm saying election with a Chinese accent, they will call me racist, right? (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious, guys. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that's right, Aurelius Locke. We have multiple shows that come on this channel. I mean, they all feature me, but they're multiple shows. (laughs) Mr. C in the Dark is not the C Report, is not the C Report Live Digs, is not Lone Star News. Okay. But you get the same chatterbug like me popping up onto the screen. Okay, let's see. Uh, uh, Positive Vibes got a lot of information on New Jersey. Passaic County did a did a turnaround at 1 a.m. Also, they were 100% w- uh, red before midnight, and by 1 a.m. they were blue, and down to 0.08%. Huh? And they say somehow makes you wonder, right? Hmm, how did they do that? Could it have to do anything with these uh, vote counting and uh, ballot drops that tend to happen? Yeah, it happens. Oh, Positive Vibes got some some links dropped by TPatriot1776. Thank you much for that. I'll I'll probably pop that open a little later tonight. Yep, 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 Tam Growl. We're going to talk about that in New Jersey. You got it. And how you doing tonight, Tam Growl? (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, 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 uh,
Aurarius Rock. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Aurarius Rock. No, no. The L turns into an R and the R turns into an L. Okay? Someone type that out and I'll make an attempt to say it because I can't do it. I just cannot do it if I can't read it. Okay? <laughs> Let's see. Positive Vibe 72 also says New Jersey 101.5 Radio had an all day, all night documented all calls and polling locations discrepancies hotline. Wow, that is amazing. Props to New Jersey 101.5 Radio, guys. That's amazing. They're like, if you see election fraud, if you see people getting kicked out of the precincts, if you see them putting pizza boxes over the counting rooms, call us, right? That's cool. Go New Jersey 101.5 Radio. That is really cool. I am actually stoked that that existed. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, WC Cranop, good evening, sir. He says, uh, WC Cranop says, uh, as it should be at Mr. C, Project Veritas, that is, you cheat, you steal, lie, no matter who needs to pay, they will come for you, okay? <laughs> they will come for you. Oh, man, who goes through turnstile sideways is going to Bangkok. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Okay, so anyways, guys, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's report. We'll have a few statements from President Trump. And then don't forget, with all of the uh, platforms that we're streaming on tonight, uh, we will be turning off ScrewTube in just a minute. That's right. I went back into ScrewTube and made another account just to be a pain in the tuchus. Because I like to be pains in people's tuchuses. Uh, no threat to anyone's took us out there, though, I promise. Okay, <laughs> so anyways, let's see. We'll have a few statements from um, President Trump, President 45. And, you know, uh, this was a, this was a, this past Tuesday was not by any means a wash at all. Now, New Jersey, obviously. Now, New Jersey needs to be protected for its own reasons for the uh, Democrat stronghold. For the left-leaning liberals, I mean, I think we could all imagine why that is. Why New Jersey and protecting Governor Wolf would be so important for them, you know. But uh, for all other for all other things concerned, you know, it was a pretty good night for America. Save America, America first, and MAGA Nation. Uh, let me pull this article down here and we'll get back to that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, some of the wins for that night. Um, aside from aside from what we're aside from the big ones that we're going to talk about tonight, guys, uh, aside from the big ones, uh, those are coming up in just a minute. Um and oh, and I would also like to preface tonight's episode by saying all the stories that I am bringing to you tonight, guys, are brought to you in part by the Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, the Tennessee Star, Uncovered DC, the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, KSL TV, Deseret News, E4 CBS Miami, the Wisconsin Examiner, Kings News Seattle, and Ohio Capital Journal. So uh, that's where tonight's stories are coming from today. 
in case you're interested, uh, yeah, I don't make these stories up on my own, guys. I actually go and read them somewhere. So uh, that's the laundry list of the uh, that's the laundry list of the venues that I have fished my stories out of today. Uh, and uh, well, that's where we'll take it. So uh, let's start with some of the uh, let's start with some of the the wins that we had. Now these are these are the these are not the major leagues, but these are definitely wins for us. Um, and and we'll talk about New Jersey in a bit. Uh, we had some um, judicial victories over in the state of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth. Now, uh, we'll mention Pennsylvania in a little bit, too, as well. Uh, but it seems that we had a Republican Kevin Brosbon um, defeat Democrat Maria McLaughlin for a position on Pennsylvania's highest court with a 52 percent of the vote. Okay, so that's a good one there. Um, attorney Stacy Wallace won her race for the Commonwealth Court, where suits involving state agencies are heard. Former Pennsylvania Deputy Attorney General Megan Sullivan also defeated Tamika Lane for a spot on the Appellate Court. So they, they had some good judiciary elections happening there in Pennsylvania. Like I said, not the major leagues, but still the major leagues, you know, uh, in Texas, we had a pretty big win, uh, for Texas state house seat 118. Now that one is actually here in my hometown of San Antonio. That is the South side of San Antonio ever neglected, right? Ever neglected and, uh, and ever blue. Uh, it seems that we have Republican John Lujan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not making this up. Jean Lujan, who was actually elected to the seat in 2016 in a special election, has reclaimed it in a runoff um, for Texas House District 118. We'll see how that goes for John Lujan. I have my eyeballs on him, and it's not uh, not just because he's in my hometown. It's uh, quite specifically before because I want to see what this man's going to do about election integrity. Okay, uh, we had uh, Minneapolis voting no to abolishing the police. Now, this was an effort led by someone did something, Ilhan Omar, okay? And uh, she was pushing for, um, um, she was pushing for an abolishment of the police where the Minneapolis Police Department would be replaced with something called the Department of Public Safety. Now, we have a DPS here in Texas, and uh, those guys, they have officers and they do some work. I have a feeling that uh, Ilhan, ill-fated Omar's, uh, I have a feeling that ill-fated Omar's uh, idea of a department of public safety probably had something more to do with having social workers show up and uh, try and defuse situations uh, with uh, teddy bears and, uh, you know, uh, hot chocolate or something like that. So, yeah. In New Hampshire, we had a mayoral flip. Okay, so in New Hampshire, mayor the mayors flipped red in New Hampshire in uh, the city of Rochester. Paul Callahan won that race, which has voted Democrat since 2005. Okay, Callahan won by a huge percentage of the vote. That was a vote of 2,845 to a mere 1,399 real number ballots. Okay. So that's pretty good. Now keep this in mind, guys, as we're talking about a lot of these victories that happened over the course of the weekend or the weekend of the past few days of, of the past Tuesday. Okay. It's, it's one day, Mr. C one day to vote one day to vote, Mr. C this past Tuesday, get it straight. Right. So, um, 
<coughs> Pardon me. So uh, uh, as we're, we're considering all of these wins and victories, think about this, guys. With everything that has still been going on with 2020 and how all of that's still not been totally cleared up, do you think it's quite possible that uh, they're still rigging elections in a lot of the uh, states and a lot of the cities and counties that we're talking about right now? Personally, I think yes. I think they're still being rigged. I think they're still, uh, I think they're still trying to cheat. But you know what I think is going on here? I think the numbers of people are turning out so largely that they're not able to effectively steal them. Um, not without doing what they did in New Jersey, right? And everybody saw what happened in New Jersey. Okay, everyone's watching New Jersey right now. Everyone is watching New Jersey because trust me, trust you, trust all three of us. Uh, there was fraud there and it's gonna blow up. And I think if the fraud in New Jersey blows up, that's only going to give a lot more credence to this uh, election integrity that we've been fighting for, for the past year now, guys, for the past year. All right, let's see what were some of the other ones that we had. We'll uh, skip on that one. We'll skip on that one. New York State, guys. New York State actually made some moves, okay? Yeah, I guess the people of New York aren't that bad. I didn't see California on here. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, as far as New York State goes, it appears that um, Southern Brooklyn New York City Council seat that was long held by Democrats was flipped red uh, by Ina Vernikoff. And Ina Vernikoff, she is a diverse, diverse, she is a divorce attorney who won, uh, who won the seat with about a 28-point margin. Uh, so that's good there. Let's see here. We also had some stuff happening on Long Island in the state of New York. It was a staggering loss for Democrats in Long Island, New York. Oh, God, I gotta, you got to love Long Island, guys. Um, and that was all up and down the ballot, okay? <laughs> and let's see here. And in Buffalo, uh, the mayor race uh, was won by India Walton. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. India Walton. Oh, no. India Walton lost, okay? Lost. Uh, let's see here. So that's some good stuff going on over in the state of New York. Of course, we still have some of the biggins, and that would be uh, Virginia, Ohio. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, and uh, let's see here. What else do we got? I think that's good. I think we're good on that, guys. We're good on that. All right. Great, great work. <laughs> Oh my God! You got you. What are you guys talking about in there? Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, what do we got? Oh, real quick. Thank you so much. Hey, Reggie V. How's it going? Thank you for gifting the can. Good to see you back in the chats, sir. <laughs> Great to see you back in the chats and uh, two in the pink. Did I guys mention to you all that I actually got to meet two in the pink in Las Vegas as well? It was real cool meeting people in the flesh. 
not in the pink, but in the flesh. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, gifting the can. Thank you so much to in the pink. Uh, he says, Mr. C, you thinking we may win New Jersey? They are fighting the rigging now. I think we're going to win New Jersey. You guys know I'm an everlasting optimist, but I think we are. It was so obvious. And you know, the funny thing about it is, guys, when you think about it, when you think about it, everything that happened in New Jersey, as it is unraveling right now in real time and people are watching don't they seem to echo all of the um, all of the conspiracy theorist fraud that uh, Trump supporters have been talking about for the last year? Now, what is the possibility? What are the odds that the type of fraud that patriots and Trump supporters have called out for a year mirror exactly what we're seeing in New Jersey? What are the odds? Is it a coincidence? Yeah, no, I don't believe in coincidences, ladies and gentlemen. So with that said, I highly doubt it is a coincidence. All right. I think this is the point where we turn off ScrewTube. ScrewTube, it's been fun. We'll see if this lasts on your platform if it doesn't. Oh, well. Goodbye. Let me, let me turn you off. Okay. Goodbye. Yes, remove it. Remove. <laughs> okay, ScrewTube has been turned off, guys. So now we can get down and dirty. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. And uh, thank you all for joining us again. Hello, hello to everyone coming on in. We still got a lot to cover. And we ain't done by half. So let's see. We'll start with some of President Trump's statements. We only got about two. Well, you know, it's been real fun because the last... Uh, few presentations, few shows that we've done. Uh, President Trump has actually kind of been the outline. His statements have been the outline for our show. So uh, we're going to do a few, we're going to do a couple of statements from President Trump, and then we're going to allow him to uh, outline the rest of our presentation with more statements. So uh, we won't be done with President Trump by far. Shepherding Shepherd, I would say that, but this, this show is a family show. I will say, let's go, Brandon, okay? <laughs> I will say, let's go, Brandon, because this is a family show. But Shepherding Shepherd, do join us uh, tomorrow. Do, do join us tomorrow night for Mr. C in the Dark. We're going to have a fun episode tomorrow for Mr. C in the Dark. Aurelius Locke says he's going to be there, so I hope he's going to be there. We'll also have another guest on with us. We'll be talking We'll be talking stuff we don't normally talk about here on the Mr. C channel. So uh, we, we, we'll say it proper tomorrow, Shepherding Shepherd. How about tomorrow? I'll say it, uh, I'll say it every, once every 20 minutes, just for you, Shepherding Shepherd. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's go Karen. Who's Karen? Okay, anyways. All right, I know. I know who Karen is. All right, let's get into these statements, guys. All right, this is from November 1. President Trump says, ah, you can't see it because I'm in the way. Let me take myself out of the picture here. <coughs> uh, it says, uh, it is very interesting that Afghanistan and our horrible and incompetent withdrawal, losing soldiers and leaving billions of dollars of military equipment, was when people really began to realize how horrible this socialism communism direction for America has become. We have never been thought of so poorly as we are right now, including the fact that leaders of foreign countries 
all of whom are at the top of their game, are laughing at Biden as he makes the rounds in Europe. So low and so bad for America, there's never been a time like it. I would say I would have to agree with that, President Trump. And um, yeah, it has also been said, guys, that Tuesday was a huge rebuke of socialist and communist uh, um, idealism here in America has been a huge rebuke. Like, uh, it's, it's just letting all of them know, don't do it. Don't go progressive. Don't go socialist because America does not sit well with it. It's like uh, America rejected it. A whole soul, whole body and whole mind on Tuesday. Another statement about uh, President Select illegitimate joke, Biden. From President Trump, he says, even Biden could not stand hearing so much about global warming. It's probably because Greta Thunberg was not on his lap and he was not smelling her hair. Anyways, my words, not President Trump's. <laughs> Let me restart that, okay? <laughs> even Biden couldn't stand hearing so much about the global warming hoax. The seventh biggest hoax in America followed closely behind the 2020 presidential election scam. Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and of course, the no collusion finding of the Mueller report. Biden went to Europe saying global warming is his highest priority and then promptly fell asleep. For all the world to see at the conference itself, nobody that has true enthusiasm and belief in a subject will ever fall asleep. This is true, President Trump, and I don't think you're calling me out for yawning on screen sometimes. Sometimes I have long days, okay? <laughs> I kid, I kid. But yeah, he was sitting there like this. He was like, maybe if I fold my arms and I lean and I have an erect spinal cord, I'll be able to fool them. Or maybe he was like, they won't be able to see me sleeping behind my mask. I don't know what illegitimate joke was thinking. He probably wasn't thinking, as I'm pretty sure all of you guys would agree. But yeah. <laughs> Asleep on the job. Or what was the other one where he was holding? He was holding like nothing. He was holding on to no podium. What is going on? This has to be James Wood in disguise. Like, <laughs> There's no way. It has to be James Wood's. It has to be James Woods with the face mask on. I just, it has to be. <laughs> There's just no way. There is just no way. Okay, so this is just too good, guys. It's all just too good. Uh, Sean Joe, good evening, sir. Thank you for gifting that cookie. Thank you for gifting the two cookies. I appreciate you filling up that cookie jar. Much appreciated, sir. All right, guys. Uh, let's see what else we got on the screen for you all this evening. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I, I'm sorry, guys. I meant to actually pull up a photo of this guy. But you you guys have probably seen what he looks like. Uh, here's a statement. It saith, Big congratulations to my friend Steve Bovo on his election as mayor of Hialeah, Florida. He ran a great race. Steve has been a loyal supporter and is a great patriot. He is tough on crime and will always protect our Second Amendment, support our America First agenda. 
knows the value of a strong economy and understands the evils of socialism. Good luck to Steve, and I look forward to seeing you soon. All right, Mr. Bovo. Mayor Bovo. <laughs> what a name, guys. Mayor Bovo. Now, you know he's going to be an easy target for the, uh, for the left-leaning liberals and the snowflakes and the SJWs. But when an SJW comes up to you, Mayor Bovo, and they call you Mayor Bozo, you look them straight in the eyes and you say, how dare you? How dare you adulterate uh, Bozo the Clown? No. <laughs> what is that other word? Dang, I totally lost that joke, guys. I dropped that joke like I dropped that joke like it was a hot potato on a sunny day in Arizona. Okay, so oh man. Okay, let's let's move on from Mayor Bovo. <laughs> what is the word? What is the word? I cannot think of it. It's not adulterate, but <laughs> Oh my goodness. Appropriate. How dare you appropriate crown? <laughs> Mayor Bobo, you look them straight in the eyes and you tell them how dare you appropriate clown culture. Okay, there we go. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. All right, man. I swear if I don't get it once, I will get it twice. That's what my doctor says when, uh, never mind. Okay, so. All right. Uh, pictured here on the screen, ladies and gentlemen, is one um, representative, Mike Carey. Mike Carey, another win for the team. As Liz Harrington would say, I'm not tired of winning. Uh, right. Um, from President Trump, he says, congratulations to Mike Carey on a fantastic victory in Ohio. I'm very proud to have endorsed him early and strongly. And he will be a great congressman. Very exciting, guys. See, there we go. Another win for the team. So no need, no need to get our panties in a twist over New Jersey. Okay. We're going to let that take care of itself because it will. And when I say take care of itself, I don't mean like we're going to sit back and watch. People are working on it. Okay. And uh, with all of our friends and people who are aware, awake, and watch, and they're, and they're looking, and they're taking notes, and they're taking screenshots, I'm telling you guys, something's got to come out of it, you know? Uh, but but in, in regards to Mike Carey, again, Republican Mike Carey, he won the special election for uh, the 15th Congressional District in Ohio Tuesday night. Uh, some interesting notes about Mr. Carey. He is a longtime energy lobbyist and the chair of the Ohio Coal Association. And he defeated Democrat Allison Russo, or Russo, uh, in a race to fill the seat that was uh, left vacant for a long time, actually. Uh, Representative Steve Stivers stepped down in May, guys. So District 15 had been without representation since May when uh, Republican Steve Stivers stepped down. Uh, and that was so that he could become president and CEO of the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. How interesting, huh? But of course, President Trump endorsed this man, supported this man, and now this man sits as the uh, congressional district representative in Ohio 15. So congratulations to him. Uh, this next one I thought was actually a very, very interesting win, guys. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to pray for this woman. We've got to pray for her protection, for her strength, 
and her resolve, guys. This is an important... Now, this one might not be the major leagues, but in my opinion, this kind of is the major leagues. It could be, uh, it could be a... Uh, it could be a, a signal for the way that uh, things might be going across America. The woman pictured here, her name is Anne Davison. Okay, Anne Davison. Now, guys, she needs our prayers. She needs our strength. She needs our power. Anne Davison is the lone wolf. <laughs> she is the shark in the, I don't know, Barracuda tank in Seattle, Washington, who captured almost 60% of the vote, okay, to become... The Seattle City Attorney. Ladies and gentlemen, we have someone who actually believes in the rule of law now leading all of these uh, rule of law people, supposed, right, in the city of Seattle, Washington. And Davison, congratulations. May this just be the first of many turnovers in that deeply blue state. Of course, if you talk to people from Washington, they wouldn't say that it's a blue state. It's just Seattle. <laughs> it's just the major cities in uh, in Washington. And yeah, you know, I don't live there. I would have to agree with them. I would have to agree with anyone who lives there. But uh, Ann Davison is replacing Pete Holmes. And uh, Davison happens to believe that uh, the city attorney's office is not about setting policy, okay? Oh, wait, what What an idea, Ann Davison, that uh, attorneys and people who uh, invest, uh, you know, investigate and do law things, they're not trying to set policy? Huh, what a notion. She says, the city attorney's office is not for setting policy, and it is not a place for radical agendas. <gasps> Mrs. Davison, wow. This is unheard of in the state of, of Washington, in the city of Seattle, I should say. Um, but uh, she says that it is a place to provide impartial advice to those elected to create policy and to maintain laws so that there is public safety. Well, Miss Davison, Mrs. Davison, whatever you are, I don't know if you're married. I didn't dig that deep into your life. Uh, but Davison will lead the office of the Seattle City Attorney, also known as the Seattle Law Department. I didn't think such a thing existed in Seattle anymore. I mean, I know it's not Portland, okay? <laughs> I know it's not Portland, but dang, it's pretty close, okay? Uh, she will be doing so for a four-year term. Uh, now, the department operates with more than 100 attorneys, and it is the third largest public law office in the state and one of the largest in the city. The department is divided into three divisions, criminal, civil, and administration. The criminal division prosecutes misdemeanors, gross misdemeanors, and traffic infractions cases include DUIs, misdemeanor assault, domestic violence, misdemeanor theft, and trespassing. So I think we'll see a lot of Antifers passing through there. Uh, the civil decision represents uh, the city of Seattle lawsuits, uh, as well as advising officials in program development, projects, policies, and legislation, while the administration division provides service for the office, including budgeting and human resources. Ladies and gentlemen, this woman 
needs our prayers. And uh, I hope she is everything that uh, she claims to be for the city of Seattle, because Lord knows the Northwest could use a good enema of justice. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. Okay. Uh, what do we got next? Do we got? Oh, guys, I think we're going to get into New Jersey now. Are we getting into New Jersey? Oh, wait, no, we're not. Are we not? Okay. Let me, let me check my notes here. I might've gotten my stories twisted. Oh no, we're not getting there yet. We're going to talk about Virginia. Okay. Let's talk about Virginia before we get into New Jersey. Okay. Here we go. Now, okay. Now Virginia guys, now Virginia. Okay. This was a huge win for all of us. All right. And uh, I know a lot of us were thinking because Fairfax County was holding out, right? And uh, Fairfax County did not want uh, to report their numbers. Was it, I think by midnight, right? Now, honestly, guys, unless they unless the race was as close as New Jersey, and unless uh, unless you know uh, they had as much going on there as was going on in New Jersey. They wouldn't be able to. We had precincts like uh, reporting uh, as soon as and in and with a timely um, and within a timely manner. You know, um, Fairfax was a holdout. I don't. I don't, I honestly did not believe that uh, with them holding out on Fairfax. I honestly didn't believe that that one. Even though it's a major county, right? Got a lot of votes. I really didn't think that that they would be able to flip the state unless they did something so cartoonish, it would be quite obvious, you know, that uh, they had really cheated. Like, you know, something like they have like a three or 400, 500% turnout. Okay. That's the only way I think they could have done it. Okay. And that's, that's part of the reason why I don't think that they did. And the other part of that reason would be, of course, that they wanted to distract us from New Jersey. Or who knows? Maybe the uh, maybe the rhinos made a deal with the Democrats and the uh, progressives in D.C. and said, "Well, let us take Virginia, and we'll let you take New Jersey." And that could be the case too. You know how these things work, guys. There's fake is wrestling up there in Washington D.C. But uh, let's see what President Trump had to say about Virginia. No, okay. He says, uh, "God, my head just keeps popping up here." He says, uh, "I would like to thank my base." for coming out in force and voting for Glenn Youngkin. Without you, he would not have been close to winning. The MAGA movement is bigger and stronger than ever. Glenn will be a great governor. Thank you to the people of the Commonwealth of Virginia and most particularly to our MAGA voters. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get the winners on the screen, guys. Ah, look at that handsome pack right there. Now, Virginia, guys, <coughs> has done something that uh, many of us probably weren't even expecting, okay? Probably weren't expecting. Now, with all of the attention going on to Glenn Youngkin from the Sea Report and our broadcast, uh, and we're talking about, uh, you know, support for President Trump. And, you know, uh, congratulations to Youngkin. I'm not a fan. 
I'm not a fan, but uh, better to have Yunkin than McAwful and his terrible dancing, right? <laughs> I can't do it. I would have to be standing up so you could see my impersonation of uh, McAwful's dancing. McAwful was dancing like all he did was play with a hula hoop when he was a teenager, okay? <laughs> it was terrible. Anyways, a terribly awkward and cringy. Anyways, okay, so... Hands straight up in the air. <laughs> you gotta soften those elbows, sir. Anyways, okay, and maybe the rest of your torso as well. But um, okay, uh, to get to get back to business, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes. So we had we had we had a total a red we had a total flush. At it. it was a red flush. Okay, <laughs> like it was a full house. It was stacked a full house, guys. Like, Virginia didn't just flip red. Like, Virginia, like, basically, house, could you say it? Like, they, the, it was, it was, it was a, uh, well, I mean, um, I think it was CNN that put it this way. It was a massacre. <laughs> and I was like, you just don't mean because we bleed red blood. Do ya, CNN? Uh, but we had a governor win, we had the attorney general win, and we had the lieutenant governor, amongst others, including the House, okay, totally go red, okay. Now, there's a lot that can be said about this, guys, a lot. Um, Virginia's been, uh, what, Democrat for a good minute, you know? Personally, I never believed that Virginia was blue, but uh, that's the way it was for so long. I mean, the 1619 Project might have come from the shores of Virginia, but I don't think people are really like that over there. Now, as far as the win of uh, the lieutenant governor, now this is this is going to be uh, Governor Yunkin's right-hand person, and I'm kind of glad she is. You know why? Because I don't trust Yunkin, okay? I don't trust him. I trust her, okay? <laughs> I trust her, okay? And she's, uh, I mean, of course, if you want to look at race, politics, or demographics, I mean, this is a huge win for uh, for Virginia here. Uh, she's a black American, okay? She's a woman, and she's a lieutenant governor of Virginia now, okay? And she's a Marine, Okay? <laughs> Now you see why I like her, right? She's going to keep Yunkin in charge. She better keep him. She better keep him in line. That's all I've got to say about that. Now, now that, that election is going to just tear down any type of racial epithets that the left-leaning libs and the progressives and the Democrats are going to try and throw in the face of Republicans and conservatives and MAGA supporters all around the country. They won't be able to say, oh, well, nothing but a bunch of white old men won this race. Oh, no, sir. Oh, no, ma'am. Winsome Sears, the newly elected lieutenant governor of Virginia, will destroy the race baiters' attempts to declare that uh, MAGA is uh, white racist nationalists, uh, uh, Nazi empathizer sympathizers. Ain't no way. How did how did Winsome Sears get elected to a major office as a black American woman if uh, Trump supporters are nothing but uh, racist white people, right? 
how is Mr. C, a gay Hispanic man, sitting here being a Trump supporter if uh, Trump supporters are all racist white Nazis? It makes no sense. Now, I obviously, I'm not elected to any kind of office, but, uh, well, I ain't stupid either. But let's talk about Jason or Hassan Miares. Hassan Miares, okay? He's been elected to the Attorney General of the state of Virginia, again, destroying the racial epithets that they will try and throw in the face of anyone who supports President Trump. When you have a first-time Hispanic, first-time immigrant, guys, he's an immigrant, nationalized or uh, or perhaps his family, but uh, man, he was, he was putting out advertisements in Espanol. <laughs> Talking fully now, that's something that I need to be able to do if I ever run. I need to be able to speak full Spanish. I cannot do anything in the public like that with the Spanish if I don't learn Spanish. I have to be able to talk to the people. So if you can just imagine, guys, Hassan Miares, Winsome Sears, Yunkin, uh, what's your first name, Yunkin? Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, Glenn, Glenn with two N's, Yunkin. Good job, Virginia. Good job. Now, this was going to happen either way. I think, honestly, so many people showed up to vote for these races. That's why they weren't able to flip all of them, because so many people showed up to vote. And that's what we have to do. And that's why you saw the mainstream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media trying to spin these uh, narratives that President Trump said, don't vote. They're like, President Trump was like, don't vote. Do not vote. Yeah, 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 CNN. And that's why we also saw CNN and Trisha Takanawa, uh, you know, telling the same thing to Carrie Lake. Do you think that people should go vote if uh, things don't change? I think they should vote. I think they should vote, is what Carrie Lake said. And she had to, you could tell she was kind of uh, thinking her way through that attack. She was thinking her way through that false narrative. She was thinking her way through that propaganda. Probably like, what is it that they want me to say? Because she's telling me that President Trump said that they should not go vote. And we all know President Trump released a statement saying that that was a lie. Okay. He never said they shouldn't go vote. All right. He said that people probably would not want to vote if they realized that fraud was still happening. Didn't say they shouldn't. But that's what you call spin and propaganda. And that's why we have to turn out to vote, okay? And not just in these major elections, but also in our local and, uh, you know, municipal elections as well. Very important, guys. It's the only way. It's the only way that we can, uh, you know, really, uh, really um, show that uh, the support goes to the people. And the people support who they support. Um, we have to show up to vote. We have to show up to vote. I had, I've had several conversations along those lines in the past, you know, and, uh, uh, the main idea here is that they need proof of where we stand in the event that they try and steal. This is like a conversation I had like 10 years ago. Okay. Or more 15 years ago. Very much so. Very much so, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, as far as the House delegates in Virginia go, the House went red. 
they now have a two-vote lead in the Virginia House, which is great. They picked up seven seats, guys, in Virginia. Seven Democrats were unseated in this election. It was a red massacre. It was a red shift. It was red dawn. It was red October in Virginia, guys. <laughs> it was red October. And uh, Glenn Youngkin, if you don't behave yourself, you're going to have to answer to this woman. <laughs> I just wanted to show you guys my favorite Winsome Sears picture. I'm sure everyone has seen it. Who has a campaign photo like that, right? She's like, you better vote for me or else. <laughs> I love it. That is some great stuff right there, guys. That is some amazing stuff. And I think we'll wrap up Virginia with this final statement from President Trump. He says, boom. He says, it is looking like Terry McAuffle's campaign against a certain person named Trump has very much helped Glenn Youngkin. All McAuffle did was talk Trump, 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 and he lost. What does that tell you, fake news? I guess people running for office as Democrats won't be doing that too much longer. I didn't even have to go rally for Yunkin because McAuffle did it for me. Thank you to the MAGA voters for turning it out big. Thank you, Virginia. I'm glad you guys went out and did your thing. You showed up. And uh, sometimes that's the most important part. You showed up. Now we'll talk about New Jersey. All right, guys. Let's talk about the frad that we have in New Jersey. Okay. Um, now... We, you know, we, we've read, uh, I have, I've read to you guys, uh, I think the most current statements from President Trump. Now, one might expect that President Trump would have already made a statement about the fraud going on in New Jersey. I think uh, the black pill normies out there would have been like, uh, well, why isn't President Trump calling out the fraud in New Jersey? And I'm kind of like, well, why would he? Oh, wait, what are you talking about, Mr. C? What do you mean, why wouldn't he talk about the fraud in New Jersey? Well, for one, it's still it's still coming out, guys. The dust has not settled yet in New Jersey. I can tell you that for sure. The dust is not settled, but how would it look if a man who's so demonized by the mainstream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media starts talking about election fraud, and then don't you think that that might uh, assist... The mainstream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media in a narrative that could possibly push the efforts to uncover these uh, investigations that are upcoming or or even the thought of election, um, uh, election fraud in New Jersey. Now, think about this. What if President Trump came out with a statement that said, just look at the huge and massive amounts of election fraud that happened in New Jersey. And then you'll have the Communist News Network come out and say, President Trump still at it, pushing the big lie. How can this be when he won in Virginia? Look at Virginia. It was a wash, a red wave. If fraud exists, why didn't Virginia get stolen? Uh, what about the uh, city attorney over there in uh, Washington state? Uh, what about the house seat that flipped in Texas? Uh, I mean, they could use this for, they could use that for anything. Now, that's not, now, now watch President Trump will probably make a statement tomorrow. <laughs> 
I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, guys, you know, uh, strategy here. We got to think strategy. We can't blow our wads too early on this. Least of all him. Okay. Least of all him. Political, long game, strategy. These are all factors that none of us deal with in our daily life, nor do I think we should understand wholeheartedly unless we're actually in their position. But uh, these are things that they have to weigh out, you know? But now as far as New Jersey, the main the main bun in the oven here that everyone is looking at is um, is the events that occurred in Bergen County, New Jersey. Okay. Now Bergen County, New Jersey, of course, is the largest county in New Jersey. I believe it's in the uh, upper northeast corner of New Jersey State. Okay. Now, as the story goes, as the story goes, uh, Bergen County, New Jersey actually claimed 100% report with Chatterelli as the winner. Now, yes, guys, it's not going to be lost on us that uh, Chatterelli does not believe election fraud happened in 2020. I wonder how he feels. I wonder how he feels now. Not only is it ironic, but uh, how do you think this man feels that he had a staunch resistance against 2020 election fraud and then it happens to him? Are these his comeuppance? Is this something karmic? You know, like there's just a lot that could be said about that. So anyhow... Uh, the entire state was reporting 83% of their votes counted, with Bergen County reporting 100%, okay? Chatterelli had a statewide lead of 42,000 votes at this time. And then, all of a sudden, the state went to an 80% vote count, and the results in Bergen County changed, and it flipped to Murphy, okay? And um, that was at uh, 51% of the vote. Chatterley's votes went from 42,000 lead to just 1,600 votes. Let's take a quick look at the video put together by one Mr. Brad CGZ, a very nice man. I met briefly at the Patriot Double Down. And uh, this was featured over at the Gateway Pundit. So let's uh, let's let's see what let's see what he's got to say. I'm sure most of you guys have seen this if you're over at Foxhole or at Pilled. But we're running on uh, what five or six other platforms right now. So bear with me. And uh, besides, everyone needs to see this. Before I forget, I need to make sure we have a sound. Just a moment. <laughs> Hi. Okay. I need to make sure we have a sound. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and get this going, guys. Just a moment. Just a moment. There we go. Much better. Well, would you look at this? Jack Cittarelli, just moments ago, with 83% of the vote in, with a strong 42,000 vote lead. If you look to the left here, you'll see that Bergen County, the very top, the biggest county in all of New Jersey, with 100% reporting, shows Cittarelli winning 52% to 47%, okay? 100% reporting. But now, miraculously, with 87% in, Bergen County, which was 100% reported, all of a sudden just happened to flip. Boy, those must have been some magic votes to flip a 100% counted county. 
despite being at 100% and staying exactly the same all the way up until now. And, oh, look, now Chitterelli, instead of having a 42,000-vote lead, only has a 1,600-vote lead. Where if there was ever a state that needed a damn audit of, like, every election we've ever held, it's New Jersey. So once again, that's Bergen County, red for Chitterelli all night with 100% reported until the zero hour when all the news stations start shutting down and they think no one's paying attention. And then, oops, it all of a sudden flips to blue and there goes Chitterelli's lead. The same sort of shady vote flipping we watched in the 2020 election. Audit New Jersey. Audit New Jersey, guys. We need to audit New Jersey. I'm telling you guys. Now, someone was gonna, someone would look at this, obviously. And they would say, I don't know. They would probably try and debunk this any way possible. I mean, why not, guys? This is what these people do, right? What I got next? That's to come. That's to come. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and do that there. We'll bring back new. We'll bring back these foos. Okay, here we go. In fact, let's go ahead and duplicate this one. So I'm sure I'll have some more things to say. Doing a little bit of on-screen uh, video uh, editing. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go, guys. Here we go. All right. So now with uh, with uh, this entire New Jersey situation, people will look at the video that we just saw. People will look at that evidence. And they'll say, oh, that means nothing. You know, it just means that uh, it just means that they had a ballots. They had uncounted ballots, maybe mail-in ballots, uncounted mail-in ballots. That's how that's how Murphy took Bergen County. That's what's going on. But again, that was not the only bit of, uh, of stuff that was happening. There's a lot more election fraud coming out about New Jersey. And it's coming out quick, guys. It's coming out quick. I'm going to go ahead and uh, queue up the uh, Project Veritas video while we get this uh, the, the rest of these stories out. Consider this, y'all. Consider this. Not only did we uh, have the fraud that was apparent from what we saw in the video and also what we know about Bergen County and the reporting over there, it appears that in New Jersey, uh, this is happening over in, um, let's see here. Essex County, guys. This happened in Essex County. So I think we have two stories out of Essex County that we can share with you all about um, election fraud. Now, in Essex County, which is a Democrat stronghold, we have a story, excuse me, we have a story breaking about the voting machines there, guys. Now, 56 voting machines, it appears, were shut down on election night and were not counted. Okay, 56 voting machines shut down and not counted. And on Wednesday, the day after Election Day, County Clerk Christopher Durkin, 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 said that voting machines in 56 districts were shut down without being counted first. Durkin blamed the shutdown of 56 voting machines on a poll worker error. The News 12 reporter Tony Caputo Asked Durkin about the location of the voting machines and when they would be counted, Durkin answered, it's a mix. They are mostly in Newark, in East Orange, Irvington, Maplewood, Montclair, the majority of those 56 districts. He, um, um, he asked New Jersey residents not to jump to conclusions as to why the voting machines were shut down without being conduct, uh, counted first. 
He explained, those machines are the polling are at the polling places right now. Those machines have not have to be brought back to the warehouse. A judge will issue an order to open those machines, retrieve the results, and post those results. Now, this is highly suspect, guys. Highly suspect. Why would they shut down 56 machines? Why would they not count those votes on election day or shortly thereafter? Why are they going to have to be shipped off to a warehouse and then ordered by a judge to open and count the votes? Who, what's going to happen to those machines in the, in, the, the, in, the, in the interim? How do we know, you know, how do we know that they're not going to change the results on those machines while they're off at the warehouse? Like, this is rotten to the core, guys. Rotten to the core. Let's take a quick look at this uh, clip. Um, now, uh, this has to do with the 56 machines, and uh, we'll watch that again. Okay, now this is a news report that has to do with this uh, this entire event. So let's take a look at this real quick, just so we can get a little bit more perspective on the ground of what was going on, and uh, we'll be right back. get to speak with the Essex County Clerk Christopher Durkin this morning and he did confirm for us 56 districts at 56 voting machines those votes have not been counted and boy that just leads to a lot of questions right how did it get to this point why did this happen why were those votes not counted last night I wanted to know specifically where those voting machines are located it's a mix, uh, but they're they're mostly uh, in in Newark, in East Orange, in Irvington, uh, Maplewood, Montclair. Uh, the majority of those fifty six districts. Durkin says you can call it poll worker error, and there will be an investigation as to why this happened. As he and his staff begins working to rectify the issue, he asks New Jerseyans not to jump to conclusions as to why those fifty six voting machines were shut down last night without being counted first. Those machines are at the polling places right now. Those machines have to be brought back to the warehouse. Uh, a judge will issue an order for us to open those machines, retrieve the uh, results, and post those results. What's the time frame for that? Uh, so, we're like, in other words, you're going to get them today? No, no. We we need to compile a list of the results that are missing. We then need to schedule a hearing in front of a judge. Uh, and then the judge issues the order, and then we're able to go uh, and retrieve those results. Now, Durkin says this happens in every election in every county, but the fact that it's 56 voting machines and the governor's race and the race is so close has certainly magnified this situation. As a matter of fact, Patterson Mayor Andre Saya touched base with us this morning saying there were five districts in his city where a similar situation took place. But as I said, up until November 18th, until all votes, all votes, you heard Alex and Ann, and all the votes that need to be counted are certified. So we could be waiting for quite some time. Is this not infuriating? If I were in New Jersey, guys, I would be livid. Okay. Livid. This is infuriating. Okay. Yo, Positive vibes. I understand why now you said it, it is infuriating in New Jersey. This is frustrating. Okay. Every election, guys. Now, 
the the uh, the clerk that was on the screen, based on you know you know what you read, the context of what you actually see. That guy looks like he knows that this happens and it's standard. And and I was trying to figure out at first if the guy was upset that this happened and that 56 machines were shut down, but he knows this is part of a process. And I think the entire reason why I was getting that negative energy, I mean, that, that nervous energy vibe from him, or maybe that frustrated vibe from him is because he knows it's, it's, it's a swindle. It is bamboozle. Now, they said, the Essex County clerk said, this type of activity happens in every election in every county in New Jersey, guys. So this is how they've been stealing elections in Jersey, okay? They shut down voting machines, they send them away, and then they have to wait for a judge? To open up those machines? Like, is this part of New Jersey state law? Someone from New Jersey, you guys get on this. Like, is this part of New Jersey state law? Like, is this the proper way to handle elections in New Jersey? And if machines are getting shut down, why? Okay, and why has there not been an investigation into faulty machines? Or or perhaps uh, or perhaps machines that are defunct? Uh, machines that are, uh, you know, uh, are not working properly what is going on here in new jersey do you see why this is uh this is a good thing this is stuff we didn't know about before guys we did not know that this was happening in the state of new jersey now we can say with reason that something smells rotten in the garden state guys and it's not just new jersey turnpike okay so consider this just to recap what that uh, clerk had said ladies and gentlemen, is that um, they don't compile the results that day. They have to get a list of missing results, okay? They schedule a hearing in front of a judge. The judge issues an order, and then they're able to retrieve those results, okay? Now, according to... Um, according to the reporter, Caputo... Patterson, New Jersey Mayor Andre C. or Cy C. According to uh, this reporter, um, New Jersey Mayor Andre C. claims that he had a similar situation in five of their districts. Okay, five of the districts in Passaic County, where it was a tight race. Governor Governor Murphy. He received 51% of the vote, while 49% was for Chatterelli, which was a difference of 2,125 votes, guys. In Passaic County, they had machines shut down, okay? Now, they have November 18th, guys. That's Election Day plus 16? Election Day plus two weeks in New Jersey? Seems to be like that standard practice. According to the Essex County Clerk's website, as of today, no, no, I'm sorry, as of yesterday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only 499 out of the 550 districts had reported their results. Now, that's something else you're not hearing too much about, is it, guys? 499 out of 550 days, and we're already, what, 
two days past election day. What is going on in New Jersey? If you live in New Jersey, you need to do something about this, guys, because uh, I can only scream and holler from Texas, okay? But I can't do much other than that, all right? So that's five more districts than reported on Tuesday, okay? Now, Caputo, the uh, reporter here, Caputo, who I'm kind of not thinking is a puto, all right? <laughs> Explained that New Jersey has until November 18th to count all the votes and until all votes are certified. That's insane, guys. Regardless of whether or not they have not counted all the votes, regardless of they have until November 18th, regardless that what, I don't know, something like 51 districts haven't reported, regardless that Bergen County flipped blue, okay, overnight, miraculously, the New York Times announced that Governor Phil Murphy won the race by 40,701 votes. Fraud, 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 if I ever heard about it. Get this story out there, guys. I got to clip these stories. So this way you can just like send them out, send them out, send them out. I'll work on it. Or if there is a story in particular that you find interesting, uh, you can go ahead and clip it over at my Twitch account. Okay. Uh, we only got uh, two more stories on... Uh, election fraud in New Jersey. Okay. Can you believe it? We're not even, yeah, we still got more. There's more, but wait, there's more. Okay. Uh, we have an incident in New Jersey incidents. Let me pluralize that of election fraud happening, um, with the voting machines, not the ones that they shut down, but the actual voting machines, because they would not allow voters to vote for the Republican governor candidate. Can you believe this, guys? There's video. Two incidents of voters being unable to select the Republican candidate for governor in New Jersey have been uncovered. And there's video. There's two separate videos being shared on social media. So maybe you guys have seen it. We're going to show it here right now. Now, for our podcast listeners, the videos that we're going to show two separate incidences that clearly show a voter attempting to select the Republican candidate for governor. And, hey, what's up guys? And uh, it doesn't let them. It does not let them. They push the button. They push the button. They push the button. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it does not allow them to do so. There's not really a need for sound on these. So I'll just run them as is. In this first one, we see uh, a woman with, um, uh, <laughs> I was going to try and describe her nail. What is that called? Uh, like a, 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 an Auburn sunset rose tipped nail <laughs> is attempting to vote for Jack Chatterelli, um for governor. I'll go ahead and play that there. So you see it. It lets you, it lights up for Murphy. No light for, for Chatterelli. It, uh, nope, ain't going to let you do it, girl. Doesn't care how, how on fleek your nails are. It doesn't let her do it. She's trying. She's trying. Let's watch her try again. She's trying. She's trying. Look. Yep. Murphy lights up. Nope. Sorry. You can't vote for Chatterelli. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Let's move on to the next video. 
Look at that. So again, and we had two different types of uh, voting machines here. Clearly one's like, uh, I don't know what the other one was. That one was weird. I've never seen anything like that in my life. <coughs> we'll let that replay a few times. Just, I don't know. She might be frustrated. I don't know if she's saying anything. She might be frustrated. Let me see. No, there's no, there's no volume on it. But yeah, she's trying. It won't light up. Pushing it, pushing it. I want Chatterelli. I want Chatterelli. Not lighting up. She's giving it the bird. Not lighting up. Even when she holds it down for 30 seconds. Oh, but uh, Murphy, he lights up right away. What is going on in New Jersey, guys? So yeah, do I think that this is going to, uh, it's going to flip? I think it's possible. I think there will at least be a revote after seeing this stuff, guys. There may at least be a revote. This is this is this is reason right here, guys. This is what we need to see. This is more blatant, though. This is in your face. You remember, guys, in Pennsylvania, 2020 May, they had some they had some uh, elections there, and uh, the voting machines were also jacked, and they blamed it on uh, they blamed it on the scripting of the machines, right? The scripting of the machines, it, like it didn't list the Republicans. Uh, it said uh, it said Democrat on the Republican page. Um, it wouldn't take Republican ballots. There was a lot of issues going on. Not enough to cause concern for the elected officials of uh, Pennsylvania. This should cause concern. If I were Jack Chatterelli, I would be like putting my foot in my mouth. And I'd be like, well, I guess there might have been election fraud. Can you imagine how hard it's going to be for him? Maybe he's going to let it go. Maybe he's just going to let, maybe Jack Chatterelli is just a ringer, right? Since he is a rhino, since he doesn't think any fraud happened in 2020, maybe he's a ringer. Maybe he's just going to be like, yeah, I don't care. I made it, I made it to the uh, top spot. At least that's all I wanted to do. It could be possible. Who knows guys, who knows these days with these fake, uh, you know, wrestling uh, buddies over there. But you see, that's what I'm saying here, guys. Just like Peeled by the Rabbit said over there in the chat room, you get your Mr. C hole puncher, okay? Get your Mr. C hole puncher, right? And uh, we'll use that to determine who wins our elections. We need a good, strong hole puncher and, and very nice counterfeit-proof ballots. And we're good to go, guys. We are good to go. All right, so the last uh, last thing on New Jersey I'm going to share with you guys is, in fact, the uh, Project Veritas video. So let's take a look at the Project Veritas video. We're going to take a look at the one where they're talking about uh, uh, allowing legal vote, illegal voters to vote. And that one's breaking. That one just came out uh, today or yesterday. Let's see if we can find it. Here we go. Are you guys is ready? Let's check this out real quick. It's a real short video. It's like a minute and change. Who is this? Is this an, adver an advertisement? Oh, I don't want to hear some man talking. Okay. Oh, you know what I should have done with this? Okay, so we're going to get this going. Then I think we only got a couple of more stories after that, guys, and we're going to wrap up the night. We'll be here just a little bit past 9.30. So uh, don't you guys worry. We're not going to be here late tonight. We're going to do uh, Wisconsin, and uh, I got a story on Utah to share with you guys as well. Got a story on Utah. 
All of this having to do with election integrity. Okay, so let's get this on the screen just so we can, because uh, we we totally missed on all of the uh, the pre uh, pre race stuff over here for New Jersey over at uh, the Sea Report because we were in Vegas whenever uh, James O'Keefe was dropping bombs on Murphy. Right? Okay. Here we go, guys. Let's take a look. More evidence of voter fraud, election fraud in. Let's check it out. in January of last year? Uh, the presidential. Uh, and did you register? No, I wasn't registered either. Are you registered now? Oh, I never filled anything no. out. No. Okay. Then I can't see how you can vote because you're no, not registered. Remember, I do remember. Okay. Remember, we was allowing anyone to we come in. We was allowing anybody to come in, and, and they say presidential. Yeah, Dorney General Data slide us. Okay. I'll let you fill out a ballot now. Whether or not it's going to be, uh, they're going to count it, I don't know. But I don't know if it works because I'm it an oil. But I'm an oil citizen. I'm not. It doesn't matter. I mean, are you? You have some citizenship here. With the work visa, yeah. Listen, we'll let you do it. They'll figure that out. The brand new one. Yeah. There's not much many new ones. Just so you know. All I can say is God bless uh, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. You are killing me. Would you stop swinging those hips, sir? Okay, so yeah, God bless Project Veritas. They are doing some uh, good work for the Lord up there where they are being. But there you go, guys. That is a recap real quick on the voter election fraud happening in New Jersey. It's blatant. It's in your face. It's uh, damn right disrespectful. Not just that, guys, but just think about the just think about what these people think about us when they can do stuff like that. Okay, in your face, in our face, in my face, in the face of the people of New Jersey, in the face of Americans, guys. It's terrible, y'all. Terrible that they have that gumption. They have the gall to do these things. Very much so, guys. Very much so. Hope you guys have been enjoying the show so far. Like I said, we got uh, we got two more stories about. We'll be out of here a little bit past 9.30, I think, but not much farther past. I've gotten better about toning it down, right, to my two hours. I want to keep you guys here for another five-hour haul. Uh, let me see what we got going on in chat real quick. Blue Rinse and Blue Wentz, good evening. Aurelius Lock still hanging out. <laughs> The uh, Speak Uneasy wants us to spin on something. I just jumped back about 30 minutes, guys. So uh, Tombstone also hanging out. Yes, the Kerry Lake um, interview was awesome. Uh, let's see what else we got. 123SKG, good evening, good evening. Full canvas, New Jersey, says Shepherding Shepherd. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, 100%. Oh, Pilt by the Rabbit. Yep, use hole punchers. Yep, get your Mr. C hole puncher. Get your Mr. C hole puncher. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Shepherding Shepherd says, this is the linchpin attached to much rope. Treason. Yeah, guys. New Jersey's bad. Jerkin, Durkin, and Caputo. <laughs> Positive Vibe 72 with like huge eyeballs. Yeah, this is bad, guys. It's bad and it's in your face. 
But hey, it's easily identifiable. So hopefully, even though we're going through this again, right, Elorelius Locke, we, we will do something about it and get it done. Most definitely. New Jersey is so corrupt for decades, says Positive Vibe 72. Yep. Business as usual. Yikes, says 123SK. So I was like, that, that clerk, like at first the context was like, maybe the clerk's like pissed off. I think the clerk's like, like, he's like, they know that they've been doing this and he's kind of on the spot, like having to tell the truth, right? It was his come to Jesus moment, maybe. If it happens in every election in every county, that proves the machines don't work. Yep, blue rinse and blue rinse. That's what I'm saying. Defective. Get them out of there. And why aren't they out of there yet? That's a big thing right there. Derailing. Good evening, derailing. Says, if the machines don't work, how did they get certified? That's an even better question, derailing. Do you think it might have something to do with the uh, EAC um, not certifying the machines before 2018 and, uh, or not before 2016? And do you think that might have something to do with the fact that the people who certify the machines are the machine makers themselves? <laughs> It makes no sense, guys, but it makes perfect sense when uh, you got uh, you got a globalist crime syndicate running RICO crimes all over the United States of America and the people, and they need to be taken down. They need to be taken out. And we'll talk a little bit about the developments with, uh, you know, one Mr. Durham very soon. I got some stories for that on you guys. I know you guys know what's up, but we are working on something to put that together for you all. Let's see here. It's Rico, guys. Rico. R-I-C-O. Rico. Rico. They've got to go. This is a globalist crime syndicate, okay? Uh, we can call it an American crime syndicate if that's what it takes to get them before the judges and to get them doing the walk. You know what I mean? The perp walk. But this is Rico, guys. We are seeing the same amount and the same type of fraud across multiple states, okay? Rico. We are seeing the same type of fraud. What are the odds, guys? What are the odds that we have the same type of fraud across all 50 states? And let's see where it goes back to, okay? Once we get A.G. Brnovich to issue his uh, indictments and he starts arresting people, and we see where those people who erased all that data, who they worked for and who gave them money and what organizations they work for, and we tie that up to an organization that's, uh, I don't know, national, mm-hmm, and then we see that organization doing what they did in New Jersey. Oh, 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 wait. And maybe also we see that the people who worked in Wisconsin, as we'll jump into in just a minute, happen to work for the same uh, political party that the people that worked for the people in Arizona and the people that worked in New Jersey do. And then uh, the same political party that was uh, quadruple stuffing ballots and uh, lying about uh, toilet leaks at the State Farm Arena in Georgia. And they're part of the same political party. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. And then that same political party is also tied to the John Durham case where we see that uh, they totally made up all this stuff to to uh, to remove a duly elected president who is a political adversary. Rico, ladies and gentlemen, let's not be too suave. It hasn't been suave, but it's Rico. OK. All right. Let's go ahead and move on, guys, because we're almost out of time. What do we got next? You see all these tabs? We got some ways to go, guys. <laughs> Who's that man? Who is that man? Some of you guys might recognize this man. Some of you guys might not recognize this man. 
This is another story. Now, okay, so let's talk about, uh, before we get into Wisconsin, okay, because Wisconsin is another one that's going to be big for, ele- we're going to talk, we're going to get into some election fraud in Wisconsin, guys, more stuff, and justice being served, or quite possibly headed in the right direction anyways. Uh, this guy on the screen here is a Utah representative, okay? This is a Utah representative, or perhaps I should say, um, more accurately, a former representative. Okay, he is resigned. Now, this is a representative, uh, Stephen Christensen. Uh, he represents West Jordan. He's a Republican, okay? And he has announced his resignation from Utah legislature. Now, here's the reason why, guys. Here's the reason why. Uh, representative Stevenson or sorry, Christensen, Stephen Christensen, Representative Christensen, actually made a move to bring a forensic-style audit to Utah, okay? Now, according to the article where I fished some of this information out, they said, and I quote, the findings of the Arizona audit had found no evidence of massive voter fraud and that President Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Go figure, right? Yeah, we're going to do a little bit more digging into that. Um, However, it also said Utah has already audited its 2020 elections on state and local levels through a certification process called a canvas. In this process, clerk staff meet publicly and audited a random sample of all ballots cast. Now, a random sample, of course. A sample means a portion Probably 2%, no more than that, right? Because that's 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 about the standard when it comes to doing these types of things. That's a 2% sample of the total ballots, right? What is that? Nothing. It's nothing. Now, Christensen was pushing for this audit, okay? What Christensen hoped to accomplish by this um, is otherwise known as election reform. Uh, Christensen was pushing for... Um, reform that would do away with voting by mail, okay? And uh, voting by mail is apparently a method that has been in existence in Utah for almost a decade. He also was pushing for doing away with voting machines. He was calling for a full forensic audit of Utah's elections, no more voting by mail, and no more voting machines. And uh, he was also among the Utah delegate that actually went to Arizona in Maricopa County to observe the audit that took place at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. This man was there, okay? So he's trying to do his best to represent what his constituency wants. Now, he actually had a a committee hearing at the state capitol in Utah. He had a committee hearing at the state capitol in Utah where over 200 Utahans, is that how you say it? Over 200 people from Utah showed up to support it, okay? Now, I'll be honest, he was expecting more people to show up, but for a hearing, not a rally, but a hearing, 200 people showed up. I think that's pretty good. Now, is that representative of everyone in Utah? No. But to have 200 people show up for a committee hearing at the state capitol, not a rally, okay, not a rally, but a hearing, that's pretty good, if you ask me. So I would give him props to that. Um, But uh, 
aside from putting himself in the spotlight because of these um, desires that he had to bring election integrity to the state of Utah, um, he received a lot of pushback, of course, from not only uh, other um, re Republican representatives or what we would call rhinos, uh, also the Democrat body as well, but also the governor okay, and the lieutenant governor. So Governor Spencer Cox and Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson said that they were very frustrated by the misinformation that he was presenting regarding the security of Utah's elections in that committee hearing. And Christensen was basically like this. Hey, if uh, we do this audit and we don't uncover fraud, I did my job. If we do this audit and we do uncover fraud, I did my job. It was for the people. I represent the people. Now, after all of this, he has resigned, okay, because they didn't go for it. They, uh, I think they had a vote, if I'm not mistaken. It didn't pass. So he had to, he, ha he is now resigned, okay. This is a sad story, guys, for election integrity in Utah. And it should be a clear sign of where uh, the state legislature is. But that's probably that's probably not remiss from the people of Utah. I'm pretty sure the people of Utah are very well familiar and aware of what could be going on. Um, but this is what he said in his resignation letter, guys. And I thought this was actually kind of uh, kind of kind of sad and somewhat troubling. Um, Christensen said. My time in legislature has increasingly been spent pushing back against government overreach, excessive spending growth, policies that limit freedoms and liberty, and anything that weakens faith, families, the sanctity of life, and the sacred rights with which we have been blessed. Christensen uh, said also, I have tried to do that in a respectful, professional, factual, yet clear and passionate way. While I expected, unfortunately, to be personally maligned and ridiculed as a public servant, I did not expect to see individuals attack my wife as they have, nor to see the significance of the impact of those attacks on her and our family. Primarily for that reason, it has been necessary to pause. So he's resigning for now, guys. Uh, but apparently... They're facing actual, literal, physical attacks in Utah, okay? Um, according to the article, Christensen did not rule out a return to politics um, because he says, and I would agree with this, the United States is in the midst of a constitutional crisis of epic proportions, and he may return to the public arena. He just cannot for now. He said, my desire is to actively express my feelings. Oh, 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 wait, this is, this is, this is another part of it, guys. So not only has he resigned as a representative for the state of Utah, he has also announced that he is retiring from his employment with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to avoid potential misunderstanding. Now, it says, he, he said here, my desire is to actively express my feelings in support of liberty and our republic. In doing so, I do not wish to infer that my views represent those of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The decision to leave church employment is mine alone. Now, the reason why I said that was interesting, guys, is because the article I pulled this from, as I said and I quoted, 
stated that the findings of the Arizona audit have no evidence of massive fraud and that illegitimate Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Now, uh, when I was kind of digging into this, I'd run into um, another independent style uh, podcast stream live stream show where they were talking about how the media is actually owned by a nonprofit that is tied to the LDS, Saturday Saints, right? The LDS. So I was just like, okay, kind of like the Arizona thing where you're seeing that they're having dark money or you're seeing they're having uh, progressive or, you know, uh, Democrat left-leaning liberal money being funneled into Soros money, even if you want to call it that, being funneled into nonprofits that are acting as news agencies. You're seeing something like this similarly happening to the people of Utah in regards to where they get their news information with the caveat that the church of Latter-day Saints is also tied into this somehow. So I'll have to do a little bit more digging into that, but uh, I can imagine if he's getting physical threats of violence, he and his wife and harassment, it might be more than a political thing there. I'm thinking some kind of mafia, but uh, that's just my thoughts on that. Let's uh, step aside from this story, guys. We're going to go over to Ron DeSantis. Now, that was that was a loss for election integrity in Utah. Let's talk about a possible victory for election integrity in Utah. Look at those eyes, man. Anyways, okay. So I'm not looking at the color. I'm looking at the shape of the peoples. Anyways, so <laughs> let's talk about Ron DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis has uh, recently made an announcement that the state of Florida is going to open an office at the state level that is dedicated to investigating and prosecuting election crimes. So that's a good thing, right? Sworn law enforcement officers, investigators, and statewide prosecutor will handle this. And the reasoning behind that is that um, uh, there's so many, um, so many other counties, the, the counties there have this job currently, but it's not their expertise. So he wants there to be a focused forward department or office that specifically looks into all of these things and that you will be able to report it to them as a Floridian. Uh, let's check out real quick something, uh, what he had to say about it. We'll check this video out. And uh, this is Ron DeSantis at uh, a, not a rally. It's a, um, well, he's, he's addressing the people of West Palm Beach. Okay. In this video. So let's uh, take a look at that real quick. make Florida way number one by a long shot in anywhere in the country. So here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, first, we are going to create a separate office at the state level solely dedicated to investigating and prosecuting election crimes in the state of Florida. We'll have sworn law enforcement officers as part of this. We'll have investigators. We'll have the statewide prosecutor that's able to bring the cases. And so there's a issue that what will happen is if someone's ballot harvesting, you report it to these people. And this is their sole job. You know, some of these counties 
it's not even, some of them will do the cases, but that's not their expertise. They got all these other crimes that they have to deal with. So by the time it happens, the election's already over. So it's not necessary, and some just don't want to deal with it at all. So now we have, these are going to be, they'll be specialists. They're going to understand what's legal, what's not legal. They're going to have the ability uh, to investigate any crimes involving the election. And I think that's going to be something that's very, very important. We're also going to, because we've seen how they abuse ballot harvesting. Yeah, we banned ballot harvesting, but they only counted it as a misdemeanor. We're going to make sure ballot harvesting is a third degree felony in the state of Florida. And, you know, if you look, there's actually a, a lot of times people will talk about all these things with like the election rolls. And it's important in Florida because we have people that come and go all the time. You know, some states really have very stable populations. We have a very dynamic population. Now, we have more people moving in than move out. But nevertheless, that's just the reality of what we do. So you have to make sure that you're following the guidelines and the requirements of making sure the voting rolls are clean. Obviously, I think we all know, I know people who say, you know, the, hey, is, uh, someone told me my father passed away three years ago. He still gets ballots sent to his house. And that's, you know, we don't want that. We don't want ballots going. You know, in California, they send ballots to everybody. So if you've ever lived in California, there's people that haven't lived there for five or ten years, and they're getting ballots uh, sent to them. And that's all because the voter rolls are not updated and the voter rolls are not accurate. So we have these requirements. The problem is there's no time limits on when they have to do it. So we're going to impose time frames where supervisors of election must clean their voting rolls by date certain. And then obviously with the, with the banning of Zuckerbucks, what they use Zuckerbucks, what Zuckerbucks would do they would take um, these drop boxes and they'd put them in, in all kinds of, of crazy locations. They weren't supervised or anything like that. So we made we did reforms in this bill last year that we were doing it. Uh, but I think that there needs to be more reforms on this. Uh, first of all, I don't even think we should have drop boxes, to be honest with you. Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people in your legislature that, uh, that, that thinks that, that it's. But at the end of the day, it has to be in places where they can be observed the whole time it's open. Uh, you have video and somebody in person. And then as soon as the day is over, 7 o'clock, it's got to be taken off. You can't just leave it there overnight. You can't just leave it. And you can't take in ballots after the election's over. Once the election's over, there's no more ballots. And so, uh, so we're going to be doing these things. And so you're going to now be in a situation where if you see buddy, somebody brings a stack of ballots and they're stuffing them in a, in a drop box, you have a place that will field these complaints and will immediately be able to investigate and hold them accountable. You know, in some of these places throughout the country, you'd see like one person would like in Atlanta, they'd go to all the drop box locations, like visit 30 drop boxes. You know, obviously, what, how many ballots are you doing with 30 drop boxes? So that is totally unacceptable. I mean, these are supposed to be secret ballots. You know, you're supposed to vote. When you go in, that's why they do it private. It's like a solemn thing to vote in person. 
So then you have these 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 mail ballots, and somehow you can have someone have a stack of 50 ballots. That's just not right. So we're going to make sure that that doesn't happen in Florida. And I think that, and I think if the legislature takes these steps, and there may be some other things that we do as we get into the session and get some other ideas. Uh, but I'm really excited about having uh, actual ability to enforce because you know you can say what's legal or not legal, but if you don't enforce. And that's one of the things we ran into, you know, with this uh, parents' bill of rights. They didn't assume, they didn't put teeth into it, and so you're saying it's parents' rights, but then we're having to litigate all this in court, and that's not what you want to do. You want to make it very clear what's not allowed, and then if there's violations, the people are held account. And I guarantee you this: the first person that gets caught, no one's going to want to do it again after that because they know that there's going to be enforcement. So, so we're excited. We're excited about, you know, in Florida, if you look around in, in September, uh, the U.S. created. Okay, we'll end it there. So that's good news for Florida. We'll see where that goes. Mr. DeSantis, um, derailing asks a very, very poignant question in the chat room, says, why doesn't DeSantis have an audit of 2020? I would ask the same question, derailing. Uh, and I would also say, uh, maybe that has something to do with his Secretary of State, Laura Lee. Because after all, Laura Lee does powwow with the Soros-funded SOSs and uh, AGs. Laura Lee's on that list, guys. That is the Florida Secretary of State. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe someone should get a hold of DeSantis and point that out to him. I think that would be... Uh, that would be a, the, the best thing to do, right, in that regard. So, okay, guys. So, all right, we're coming up on our last stories. Um, just real quick, uh, WC Cranop did also bring up a good point about New Jersey. It's it did, This point did not go lost on me, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Cranop. Um, that had to do with... Um, that to do with the uh, commercial truck driver, right? Here's the article right here, in case you think I'm lying. <laughs> and, uh, the commercial truck driver, humble commercial truck driver, defeats one of the most powerful Democrats in New Jersey after spending only $153 on his race. Edward Durr wins against Steve Sweeney. Uh, we won't get into it. We'll uh, congratulate Mr. Durr. Uh, but there was something else along with that. Oh, you guys are seeing all my secrets. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Jersey Senate president won't concede to Republican truck driver. He says they still have 12,000 ballots that were recently found in one county. And don't forget, Senate President Sweeney, you have until November 18th to get all of those machines, right? That's some, that's jacked up, guys. How much do you want to bet come November 18th after they've uh, looked at those 56 different voting machines in that one county alone? Somehow, miraculously, Edward Durr loses. How much you guys want to bet? How much you guys want to bet? What do you think, huh? You think with the way that uh, New Jersey runs their elections over there, we're going to see an upset and Durr's going to lose after 56 of those machines show that uh, magically Sweeney won. Yeah, guys. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for bringing that up, Mr. Crane Pop. And uh, yeah, that's a story we'll have to save for another day. Oh, what's Soros' name doing on my screen? That man appears everywhere. Okay, guys. So, uh, 
Let's see what we got here. Oh, what is the man doing on the screen? Who's that? You know who that man is. I don't have to tell you. Okay, let's take a look at our next. Okay, we're getting into our final stories. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to be here. <laughs> I told you we'd be here a little past 930. I'm thinking I'm feeling now maybe uh, just a little bit longer. We won't be here past 10. I promise. I promise you we will not be here past 10. But thank you all for hanging out tonight here at the Sea Report. Uh, and I hope you guys are enjoying the show and the information. And it's at least somewhat, somewhat entertaining. Uh, we are live over at the foxhole.apppill.net, twitch.tv, clouthub, DLive, and Trovo. And we cut off ScrewTube about an hour in. Uh, so why do we have uh, President Trump on the screen? What is El Presidente doing up there? Um, of course, as we guys saw, this was a massive red wave, basically, that uh, crashed into... Uh, the legislatures and states on Tuesday. But with that said, guys, we still have the massive voter fraud that took place in 2020. We can't get 2022 and beyond correct until we get 2020 straightened up. I don't care what happened in Virginia. It's got to happen. Okay. Now, um, President Trump actually wrote an opinion article, an opinion piece over at the um, Wall Street Journal. And they actually, they actually published it. And in this article, President Trump went on to talk about the fraud that happened in the state of Pennsylvania. So I actually wanted to share that with you guys because uh, this article is behind a paywall unless you know where to look for it. Okay. Now, President Trump's response to the Wall Street Journal came because of an article that they wrote Okay. Um, and uh, he talks about it in here real quick. So let's talk about it because President Trump literally shines the spotlight on the fraud that happened in Pennsylvania. He spells it out for them, guys. Now, as we go through this brief article written by President Trump, let's see how much of this sounds like what just happened in New Jersey, right? Okay. It says, uh, in your editorial, the election of Pennsylvania's high court, October 25th, you state the fact that a court wrongly said mail-in ballots could be counted after election day. This didn't matter, you add, because Mr. Biden won the state by 80,555. But the count, the country is lucky the election wasn't closer. If the election had hung on a few thousand Pennsylvanians, the next president might have been picked by the Supreme Court. Well, actually, the election was rigged, which you, unfortunately, still haven't figured out. Here are just a few examples of how determinative the voter fraud in Pennsylvania was. 71,893 mail-in ballots were returned after November 3rd, 2020 at 8 p.m., according to the Audit the Vote PA. None of these should have been counted according to the United States Constitution and the state legislature, which did not approve this change. 10,515 mail-in votes from people who do not exist on the Pennsylvania voter rolls at all um, 120,000 excessive voters are not yet accounted for by the Pennsylvania Department of State, far more votes than voters. From 2016 to 2020, during my term as president, Republicans out-registered Democrats 21 to 1. This translated to a 659,145 vote lead at 1238 a.m. on election night with 
Trump up a full 15 points. Hundreds of thousands of votes were unlawfully counted in secret in defiance of a court order while Republican poll watchers were thrown out of buildings where voting took place. 39,771 people who registered to vote after the October 19th, 2020 deadline still voted in the 2020 election, simply not allowed. Highly respected Audit the Vote PA found numerous data integrity problems. The Pennsylvania Statewide Uniform Registry of Electors, the SURE system, including 305,087 voters, 874 voters, were removed from the rolls after the election on November 3rd. 51,792 voters with inactive voter registrations at the end of October 2020 nevertheless voted. 57,000 duplicate registrations. 55,823 voters who were backfilled into the SURE system. 58,261 first-time voters, 70 years or older. 39,911 people who were added to voter rolls while under 17 years of age. 17,000 mail-in ballots sent to address outside of Pennsylvania. Another analysis of Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, found 98% of the eligible voting population in the county was already registered to vote. Not possible. A canvas of Montgomery County has identified 78,000 phantom voters with roughly 30% of respondents unaware that there are people registered and voting from their address. One nursing home in Lancaster County had 690 registrations and an extremely high turnout rate of 85% in 2020, while nursing homes were closed due to COVID. One of these residents said she had not voted in the past three years, but had a mail-in ballot cast in her name. 25,000 ballots were requested from nursing homes at the exact same time. Numerous reports and sworn affidavits attested to poll watcher intimidation and harassment, many by brute force. Attorney General Bill Barr ordered U.S. Attorney Bill McSwain to stand down and not investigate election irregularities. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook poured over $17 million to interfere in the Pennsylvania election, including $5.5 million on a ballot processing equipment in Philadelphia and $552,000 for drop boxes where the voting pattern was not possible. And so much more. This is why Democrats and the fake news media do not want a full forensic audit in Pennsylvania. In reality, 80,555 ballots are nothing when there is this much corruption or voter irregularity. Signed, President Trump, Palm Beach, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, that is impressive that the Wall Street Journal actually printed that. (laughs) It is impressive that the Wall Street Journal actually published that piece. Uh, And to that, President Trump has another statement I will share with you guys as we get into our final story of the night. 
and you will be home by 10 p.m., I promise, okay? 30 minutes overdrive is not as bad as an hour or two, okay? So thank you all for hanging out with us. I know a lot of you guys got places to be, uh, so if you're still here with us, it is greatly appreciated. I uh, 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 enjoy the spirit of the bunch. All right, let's take a look at this statement, and we'll get into the final story. We're at the final countdown. Okay, statement for President Trump. The Wall Street Journal just did a whitewash statement so incorrectly, almost as incorrect as their views on tariffs against China. I had a boss like that. A country that has been ripping off the United States for years, not even including the disaster of the China virus, trying to justify the fraud of an election in Pennsylvania, but also saying, even if we are right, Mr. Trump would be two states short of victory. Wrong! We were only talking about Pennsylvania. We weren't talking about other states, which are also wrapped up in large-scale fraud or election improprieties. As an example, take a look at what happened yesterday in Racine, Wisconsin. We're going there next, guys! Where a brave patriot sheriff and his staff found fraud and criminal activity with regard to what took place with ballot harvesting and other things in nursing homes, which the Wisconsin Election Commission ordered to be done throughout the state. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Thank you for that preview for our final story tonight, President Trump. There are many other improprieties in Wisconsin, including, sorry, it's cut off here, including numerous laws broken. According to a new report from the Legislative Audit Bureau, who identified at least 44,272 illegal indefinitely confined votes who did not show voter ID. Almost 7% of a sample of mail-in ballots were missing information required by law and therefore should not have been counted, which would amount to 32,431 illegal ballots. Just one example of fraud in Georgia, and there is so much more, is enough to swing the election as 43,907 ballots from Facebook-funded drop boxes violated chain-of-custody requirements and were thusly illegally counted. In Michigan, even the rhinos in the state Senate confirmed roughly 45,000 ballots were delivered to the TCF Center in Detroit with no chain-of-custody at 3.30 and 4.30 a.m. on November 4th and an estimated 289,866 absentee ballots were illegally sent to the people who never requested them, far more votes than needed to win in the state. Also, in Arizona, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors were caught spreading outright lies about the audit and caught illegally deleting election data and records in defiance of a subpoena. They cannot explain away the findings of the Arizona audit, which include 17,322 duplicate ballot envelopes, which surged after Election Day, 5,295 voters that potentially voted in multiple counties, 2,382 in-person voters who had moved out of Maricopa County, 2,081 voters moved out of state during 29-day period preceding the election, official results does not match who voted, off by at least 3,432 ballots. There's far too much corruption and irregularities in Arizona to put in this letter, so we are attaching a copy of the just-released and totally determinative report pertaining to the election audit. 
Not included in the report, not included in the audit was Pima County, which had multiple precincts with over 100% turnout for mail-in ballots, which is not possible or legal. These alone total 11,994 ballots, more than the election margin. Precincts with anomalous high turnout laughably went from 6% of Republicans voting for Biden to 40% of Republicans voting for Biden in mail-in ballots. No one in the fake news media pretends to believe this, so they just ignore the facts. It's all just part of the 2020 presidential election scam. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, just love it when the man steps up. They have been shredding our vote for God knows how long, guys. For God knows how long, our votes have been nothing to these people. Particularly since the the uh, electronic voting machines came in. Oopsie! Wasn't supposed to skip to that screen yet. Let's go to this one. There we go. <laughs> Decertify Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I've been saying myself that uh, Georgia could decertify yesterday. Uh, we know because of the audit report in Arizona that that one could have decertified months ago. Um, Georgia can have its audit after it decertifies. That's what I say. I say just decertify the mother, decertify Wisconsin, decertify Michigan, because we've seen enough evidence of election fraud that I might add to viewers beyond, you know, the comfy bunker. We've seen enough election fraud that has occurred Similarly, in other states, in other words, in states across the board, the same types of election fraud have occurred. What are the odds, guys, that the same types of election fraud occur? Of course, the big hangup here being the mail ballot drop. The mail-in ballot drops are the ones that they have used um, most uh, most uh, um, impropriately, you know. We shouldn't have that anyways to begin with. I don't care what kind of uh, legitimately um, manufactured disease has been foisted upon us. But let's jump into Wisconsin so we can call it a night, guys. Wisconsin state auditors have completed their election audit. Now, this is something that uh, Speaker Robin Voss initiated. Now, keep in mind, guys, the rhino hack, the rhino Robin Voss of Wisconsin, House Speaker, a rhino like no others, guys. It's rhino hunting season. He's done multiple audits in Wisconsin in 2020. We're talking like four or five of them, guys. None of them turn up anything or they just get delayed or they don't even begin. No investigations really run through. And when they do, they either fail. The persons who are running the investigations or audits turn up nothing or they quit. Okay. Um, or they get something like this. We get this uh, Wisconsin State Auditors doing an audit. Just a sampling, guys. Ah, uh, uh, that's not going to fly in Texas. Um, according to uh, this article, though, th there was a major lack of expertise from these um, auditors. They were not technologically savvy. Uh, everything that they were given, it was grossly inadequate. And that's probably exactly what Robin Boss wanted from this audit. So <laughs> the auditors determined 
that uh, they did not uncover any type of fraud in Wisconsin. Okay, which really goes against everything else that we have covered here at the Sea Report. They did find some things, though. They did find some things. Again, it was just a sampling. But uh, some of the things they did find, uh, they found that 60,000 people registered uh, did not have identities that matched corresponding state identification. Now, you'd think that would be something, right? Um, of those who registered in 2020, according to their report, more than 45,000 of those individuals' information did not match the Wisconsin Department of Transportation uh, information on the same individuals, and another 13,800 individuals were not even matched with any Department of Transportation data. That would be nearly 60,000 cases coming out of that finding alone. Not enough for uh, what uh, um, um, criminal fraud, right, to be taking place in uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, and, and also never mind that over 100,000 ballots were dropped in the middle of the night in Milwaukee alone for President-Select Biden, okay? Uh, very, very bad stuff. Even, even President Trump had something to say about this back at the time, okay? They were going to do a throwback statement on President Trump. He said, and this was uh, along uh, November 3, okay, or November 5, sorry, when President Trump made the statement, he said, at 6.31 in the morning on November 4th, a dump of 149,772 ballots or votes came into the state of Michigan. Biden received 96% of those votes and the state miraculously went to him. Has the, uh, why are we talking about Michigan? Oh yeah, has the, sorry, has the Michigan Senate, State Senate started their review of the fraudulent presidential election of 2020 yet? Or are they about to start? If not, they should be run out of office. Likewise, at 3.42 in the morning, a dump of 143,379 votes came into the state of Wisconsin, also miraculously, miraculously given to Biden. Where did these votes come from? Both were state election changing events, and that is on top of the other corruption without even including the fact that neither state got legislative approval, which is required under the United States Constitution. Uh, we have a... Um... Oh, hello. Let's decertify Wisconsin. Uh, we have a stream link here from a man by the name of Matt, Basil, Matt Batzel. And uh, this is off Twitter. I'm going to go ahead and blow this up. Now, uh, Matt Batzel, he is a uh, election integrity activist over, and he's working over here on Twitter. Uh, he actually did kind of a rundown of the findings of the Wisconsin Legislative Audit Bureau and this new state audit that they put together. Let's take a look real quick at what they found and what he diagnosed. Uh, he says, Wisconsin Legislative Audit Bureau discovers rampant missing information on absentee ballot envelopes. 6.9%, 95% of ballot envelopes they reviewed were missing some witness information that represents tens of thousands of ballots. Okay. So there is that information. He says this review failed to even examine ballot curing another major problem of not following the law. I personally reviewed 1000 absentee ballot envelopes in city of green Bay and found a 4.5% cured ballot rate. In other words, they were missing info and someone filled it in. 
He said, we have found that the Wisconsin Election Commission's administrative rules for training at municipal clerks have not been updated since June 2016 and contain outdated provisions. This seems like a problem. Why is their system not flagging double voters? It shouldn't take a review to show that. The report indicates some clerks did not even follow up on records with errors. Let's take a look at that. Uh, this might be too big. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it says here, uh, we found that the names and dates um, of birth... Wait, can I move this over? Hey! Okay, hold on. There we go. Uh, we found that the names and dates of birth of the individuals associated with 24 of the 70 voter registration records that were identified by using our criteria match similar information to 24 other records this suggests that the 24 individuals associated with these records had two active voter registration records. We analyzed absentee ballot data provided by Wisconsin Election Commission staff and found that these data indicated four of the 24 individuals may have voted twice by absentee ballot during the November 2020 general election. We provided the Wisconsin Election Commission staff with the names of these 24 individuals, including the four individuals who may have voted twice. The Wisconsin election staff should improve how they identify potentially duplicate voter registration records in Wisconsin vote by comparing driver's license and state identification card numbers of all registered voters each night. Okay, so that was part of those findings. <coughs> Pardon me. Let's get this guy back on the screen. Hey, Mr. Batzel. I don't follow him. Maybe I should. Okay, uh, let's see. Over 12,000 deceased voters, or individuals, I should say, over 12,000 deceased individuals were left on voter rolls because clerks made no determination on their deaths. And there's some information, deceased, alive, it's a little uh, drill down on that. Clerks made no determination, 12,000 of them. Uh, mostly, most were removed after the election and report indicated at least 11 dead voters likely voted in November 2020. We found that WEC, Wisconsin Election Commission, did not comply with statutes that require it to obtain from DOT the signatures of individuals who registered online to vote. The certificate that the Wisconsin Election Commission made available to municipalities statewide to use in the November 2020 general election did not include spaces for witnesses to print their names as required by statutes and statutes do not permit or prohibit ballot drop boxes. In March, 2020 Wisconsin election commission staff issued written guidance indicating that municipal clerks can allow individuals to return absentee ballots to drop boxes in violation of state law. And that's not the only law that was violated in Wisconsin uh, some people tend to forget that, um, well, President Trump certainly did not, that the Zuckerbucks that uh, went to Wisconsin by way of the Center for Tech and Civic Life, as well as the National Vote from Home Association, uh, with one Michael Spitz Rubenstein running the elections of the Wisconsin Five, Racine, Kenosha, Green Bay, Milwaukee, and I always forget the fifth one. <laughs> Racine, Wisconsin, Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee, Green Bay, and 
she'll come to me. But uh, the race, the the Wisconsin Five, Michael Spitz Rubenstein, uh, representative of the National Vote from Home Foundation, not association, uh, ran the elections, the municipal elections of the Wisconsin Five, which is also a breach, a violation of Wisconsin state law. Uh, now, uh, this was from this is what they found from that um, audit, but still somehow they found they, there was nothing fraudulent about Wisconsin. And, and who was it also? Wasn't it uh, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin who said, uh, yeah, uh, there was no fraud? Mm. Right. And I'm pretty sure the Dems and the Republicans made a deal in D.C. to give us Virginia if they got to take New Jersey. For some reason, that just that that thought just rings in my head. Okay, let's talk about Racine, one of the Green Bay, Milwaukee, Racine, Kenosha. It's going to kill me, guys. I have to, I just, I have to, guys. It's going to kill me. I have to know. I must know. I must know. Of course they won't have it in this search, okay? Of course they won't have it in this search. It's going to kill me if I don't know. Uh... Madison! Ah, I got it. Did you guys put it in the chat? Sorry, I wasn't looking at the chat. Was it Madison? Could have been Madison. Okay. All right. No, it is Madison. It's Madison. Trust me, guys. It's Madison. Okay. Madison. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about Racine, guys. And we're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap this up quick. It's, I mean, President Trump already uh, gave us the kind of like, uh, he gave us a preview of what happened in a Racine. And this is big. This is where you have a patriotic sheriff who's doing his duty, right? He's doing his job. And he's calling out the fraud, and he they're they're they are going to they're going to look into this uh, a little bit heftier than you might think. And there's a lot of caveats to this too. Now, basically, what was found, okay, in uh, in Wisconsin in Racine, what was found is that the Wisconsin Election Commission sent out instructions to nursing homes in 72 counties, all of them on how to break state law with their residents. And this has been brought out by the Sheriff's Office of Racine, which doesn't do them good because Racine was part of the Racine was part of the Wisconsin Five. Okay. The the mayors of the Wisconsin Five hired, you know, Michael Spitz Rubenstein and had the Center for Tech and Civic Life go in there and fund all of their um, safety measures for the 2020 elections, right? And that money was actually being funneled into uh, progressive and Democrat strongholds in order to make sure it wasn't dispensed evenly throughout the counties or the state is what I'm trying to say. Center for Tech and Civic Life went in there and dropped money bombs, but it did not go, it was not dispersed fairly and consistently throughout the state. It only went to Democrat and progressive strongholds, okay? And it went to drop boxes and the likes, all right? So, most definitely here, guys, something to keep in mind as we're going through this. Now, of the absentee ballots, over 265,000 ballots were in an indefinitely confined status. Okay, that's 265,000 ballots from an indefinitely confined status compared to 2016. In 2016, indefinitely confined status ballots 
was only 67,000. That's almost up 200,000 from 67,000. Now, indefinitely confined status means they're indefinitely confined voters. They're in rehabilitation centers. They're in nursing homes and that kind of thing. You know, the Wisconsin Election Commission claims that a majority of indefinitely confined voters have a photo ID on file or have otherwise previously presented photo ID to vote in a, pre a recent election. A review of election, of election records found that approximately four-fifths of the voters meet that criteria. However, it is unknown how many individuals were sampled and which locations this estimate came from. Although this estimate might be overstated based on the work they performed to obtain this estimate, that's still 52,000 ballots in the 2020 election in Wisconsin with no photo ID provided. Now, uh, let me see if I got a photo of Mr. Schmeling here. There's the sheriff's office of Racine. There he is. There is uh, Sheriff Schmaling or Schmeling. Okay. Now, Schmeling and his investigator alleged that when the WEC, the Wisconsin Election Commission, voted unanimously in the spring of 2020 not to send special voting deputies into nursing home facilities because of the COVID-19 shamdemic, they had broken the law. Now, uh, special voting deputies are pairs of people appointed by local election clerks to go to nursing homes to assist with voting. At the time of the unanimous vote, visitors were not being allowed into nursing homes to protect residents from the shamdemic virus. Uh, so the WEC voted to forego the two visits uh, that the special voting deputies are required to attempt to make to nursing homes and instead use the normal absentee ballot process. Now, Schmeling alleges that once the residents of a Mount Pleasant nursing home used the absentee ballot process, they were illegally coerced by facility staff into voting. Schmeling said some of the residents were cognitively impaired People with cognitive disabilities are still able to vote unless a judge uh, declares them incompetent. Now, after Schmeling's news conference last week, members of the commission and its staff forcefully denied that they uh, that any laws were broken. Instead, they've said that without the decision to forgo the SVD process, residents of nursing home facilities would have been disenfranchised. During the press conference, the Racine Sheriff's Office brought forth evidence that Wisconsin Election Commission broke the law. The Wisconsin, collection, the Wisconsin Election Commission sent out instructions to the nursing homes in all 72 counties on how to force their residents to vote. Okay, now the Racine County Sheriff's Office announced during their press conference that they are submitting their investigation to the Racine District Attorney's Office following their hearing. Now, the Wisconsin Election Commission violated state law in a statewide nursing home voting scam. The WEC did not follow the law. The Wisconsin Election Commission took advantage of impaired seniors. The Racine Sheriff's belief that this crime occurred in all 72 counties the Racine County Sheriff's Department believes that the WEC committed a class one felony and numerous misdemeanors by abusing impaired seniors to get their votes. Um, 
Let me see here what we got next. Okay, so there's your board of commissioners up on the screen. Let me go ahead and expand that so you can see their faces, right? Maybe not read their names. Well, you can kind of see their faces. Okay, so there we go. So uh, the Racine County Sheriff did refer criminal charges on five of these commissioners. Okay, so they do have a criminal referral, guys. This is moving forward. Okay, now um, Sheriff Schmeling announced in a news release that he had referred recommendations for criminal charges against five of the six members of the Wisconsin Elections Commission to the Racine District Attorney, Patricia Hansen. Um, Schmeling called a news conference to lay out allegations of election fraud against the commissioners, but he hasn't, uh, he had not, he has not sent the investigation to the DA and was instead calling for a statewide investigation into the matter from Attorney General Josh Call. After Call declined to open an investigation, Schmeling sent his recommendations, which include felony charges. Now, guys, Wisconsin Attorney General Josh Call declined to open an investigation. One might wonder why. Well, if you were with us on the Sea Report Live Digs Secretary of Snakes episode, you might recognize the name Josh Call as being someone who, as an attorney general, has George Soros money all behind him. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so Schmeling recommended that five commissioners, Margaret Marge Bosselman, Julia Glancy, Anne S. Jacobs, Dean Nudson, and Mark Thompson be charged with felony, uh, felony misconduct in public office, felony election fraud, and three counts of misdemeanor election fraud. Misconduct in public office and election fraud are class one felonies. Each is punishable by up to 3.5 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Schmeling did not refer the charges for Republican election commissioner Robert Spindle, even though Spindle joined the body in its uh, first vote to forego the SVD process. Okay. Um, Schmeling said in the release that it wasn't appropriate to refer charges to Spindle because he had voted against foregoing the SVD process. So this guy right here, Commissioner Robert F. Spindle, did not vote to forego the special voting deputies um, uh, going to the nursing homes. The other five did. Okay. Spindle has been previously accused of violating election laws after he attempted to cast an electoral college vote for Donald Trump, even though Joe Biden, according to this article, won the election. So also this commissioner, Robert F. Spindle, attempted to cast an electoral college vote for President Trump. So he's just standing on the right side of the law, if you ask my opinion. The investigation from the Racine County Sheriff's Office is further emboldened Republicans still seeking to undermine the results, according to this article. And this article, I might add, comes from, I believe it's uh, the Wisconsin Examiner, guys. So uh, that's uh, um, obviously a lefty liberal type of um, magazine, but it's given us the information. That's why we're using it. Okay. 
Um, let's see. And uh, it concludes here. Uh, charging um, in a news conference, um, Megan Wolf, who is uh, the Wisconsin Election Commission's uh, administrator, uh, defended the commission, okay, and said that the SVD decision and dismissed attacks against her are partisan politics at its worst. So apparently this sheriff who's upholding his duty to the law is a partisan hack and he's doing it for those reasons. Apparently, apparently. Um, and finally, in regards to this uh, case in Wisconsin, uh, Sheriff Schmeling stated that based on multiple questions from various news organizations concerning the status of the voter integrity investigation that was explained in a news conference on October 28th, 2021, the sheriff's office is again calling on Attorney General Josh Cull to conduct a statewide investigation into illegal directives issued by the Wisconsin Election Commission. In the directives, the Wisconsin Election Commission ordered the voting clerks in every municipality in the state to not use the special voting deputy process as required by Wisconsin Statute 6.875, Based upon the failure of Attorney General Josh Call to initiate a statewide investigation, he has forwarded charging recommendations to the Racine County District Attorney's Office for their review. So interesting, guys. When the state AG does not act, you got to take it back down to the local. So now he's depending on the District Attorney of Racine County to follow through and review for investigation. Uh, the recommended charges are for Commissioners Margaret Marge Bosselman, Julia Glancy, Julia M. Glancy, Anne S. Jacobs, Dean Knudsen, and Mark L. Thompson. And again, those charges under recommendation are misconduct in public office in violation of Wisconsin Statute 946.12, two, felony, election fraud, election official assisting with violations in violation of Wisconsin Statute 12.13 2B7, felony, party to the crime of election fraud, receive ballot non-election official in violation of Wisconsin Statute 12.13 3N, misdemeanor, party to the crime of election fraud, illegal ballot receipt in violation of Wisconsin Statute, oh, we read that one, and finally, party to the crime of election fraud, solicit assistance in violation of Wisconsin Statute 12.133S, misdemeanor. The reason for recommending charges was clearly explained during the October 28th, 2021 news conference and in the subpoenaed documentation. Okay. That's from the Wisconsin GOP. Decertify, guys. Now, this is, again, just a small piece of election fraud coming out of the total enchilada in Wisconsin. Will this be enough for them to move? I don't know. Robin Voss is doing nothing about it. AG, McCall, AG Call is doing nothing about it. But we have a patriotic sheriff in Racine County who is trying to do something about it. That is AG Call, guys. He is he he spun out of the Soros-funded attempt to get state AGs in his pocket, right? So that is AG Call. That's why he's not moving forward because he works for Soros or he's been funded by Soros. That is the Rhino Robin Boss, guys. We all knew from the start that this guy was not going to do anything about election integrity in Wisconsin and was not going to do anything about securing an audit in that state and he's done nothing guys he's got to go all right he's got to go
and certified Wisconsin. That's the show tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us as we uh, tore through some election integrity news. Uh, that seems to be a pretty good backbone here at the Sea Report. Thank you for hanging in there. I know we went 40 minutes into overdrive, so I appreciate everyone's uh, everyone's uh, um, um, you know att- uh, hanging out and, and attendance, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, all right, we'll be back manana. We'll be back tomorrow, um, and uh, we'll be doing it here like we always do over at Mr. CTV and the Mr. C Channel. Just want to throw this out there one more time. Sunday, guys, we're expecting a guest here on the Sea uh, on the Mr. CTV. Let me see if I can get this to hold. There we go. Everett Triplett should be joining us on Sunday. It's going to be a conversation unlike we've had here at the Sea Report before at Mr. CTV. I think you guys will be highly interested in what we've got uh, going on for that. And uh, boy, speaking of which, I got a phone call coming in. Uh, I'll I'll get to that in just a sec. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. Uh, Thank you again for tuning in. And we will be back live with you all tomorrow. Let me uh, real quick uh, get this set up. We've already released the scratching over there at um, uh, the Pilled and the Foxhole, Pilled.net and Foxhole. Uh, and I thank you all for being attendance. One, two, three, SKG, two in the pink, two rivers, WC Cranop. Uh, good to have you back in the audience. And, uh, and everyone else, Pilled by the Rabbit, everyone else who's there hanging out with us. I'm sorry if I didn't get your name. Derailing. Get, glad to see you. And uh, we'll be back, guys. We will be back manana. And, uh, well, till then, guys, as always, be safe and be blessed. And God bless America. Take care till then.